0: Welcome to Morelia Python Radio with your hosts Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. Uh, tonight we are talking with Marcel Mendez um, from chondralicious Reptiles. We had him on the show. Gosh, Owen, when was that? Like. Two thousand and fifteen, maybe <laughs> 2000- way back
0: when, when we, were, we were so young and hopeful, and like we just yeah. kind of started out, and yeah, life was oh, good wow. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i I could successfully breed snakes, yeah, it was, it was a time. <laughs> yes,
1: well i am ha- uh so we're gonna be talking to him, um some people may i mean they they should know who uh who he is um but uh, he is uh, one of the guys that is working on the albino chondro project, uh, so we're going to talk to him about that. Um, we're going to hit on some Emerald Tree Boa talk, which is kind of new territory for me. I don't know about you, Owen. Do you have any experience with Emerald Tree Boas? I know, I know I, you're the boa guy, but...
0: <laughs> hey. Hey. Just because just Minnetola was on a little bit ago doesn't mean you can start going <laughs> off that one. Um, right. I I worked with uh, a trio of Amazon basins when I worked okay. in the zoo and right. I had by the time I left the zoo I didn't want to see another emerald tree boa for as long as I lived because they were just horrible creatures um, they they it was more along the lines of I think the person who uh, my boss kind of read into all those old mythos about emerald tree boas like I could only feed them at night by headlamp, and that was really annoying at, like, the end of the day when you just want to go home, and you have to wait for the sun to go oh, down wow. so you can feed them. <laughs> yeah, so it was it – was, I, I want to say that the circumstance was taken out on them, but uh, I have worked with them, and uh, but not – I've never bred them or anything like that, but I did work with them, yeah.
1: I remember when I was a kid, that was like a snake mm-hmm. that you definitely, you know, like, I don't know. You would see it in like a, a reptile book and be like, wow, one day I want to work with them. Um, but it seems weird. Like you're either a python person or you're a boa mm-hmm. person. Not very many people yeah. delve in both sides of the world. You know what I mean? Like I, maybe the, cross. the arboreal stuff seems to be the only spot where you have crossover between the two. But like you don't see a, well, maybe that's wrong. Matt breeds boas and, <laughs> yeah, and pythons, uh, 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 but you know uh, uh, what I mean. I don't know. Maybe that's an old thing, but usually you see well, somebody that's into boas; they don't have pythons.
0: Well, look at it this part, way: though. the problem is, the problem is, is that I think with a lot of species, if you're going to do a certain python, a lot of times there's a there's a boa that can coincide. Like we yeah. can keep red tails in the same cages that we have for carpet pythons, but if I do that, then a lot of the cages that could be filled with carpet pythons now have a couple of boas in it, and you know, there's there's that. But it, it's almost like with the arboreal guys, they're like they can kind of justify just sticking a couple of emerald tree boas in a couple of cages. So yeah, right. And then um, he also has
1: uh, well, this is a, uh, Versace. I don't know if you've ever seen that chondro, but holy
0: I, hell, think i have i think we had conversations about him um before we yeah, saw him. yeah he's in
1: sickness territory um oh really that, uh, yeah he's he's that uh, that kind of snake like he's that caliber so um so yeah we're going to talk about all that stuff but uh um before we do that we want to just make sure that everybody is aware because apparently some people are not the Northeast Carpet Fest is about a month away. Um Yes. <laughs> it came quick, man. Holy shit. Oh,
0: yeah, uh, we are so not ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: um so yeah, it, it is uh June eighth. It's at Warminster PA at my place and um yeah, yep. it's I think this is going to be an awesome time. Um I'm working like a dog all around my house trying to get everything prepared so that I'm not doing it at last minute and uh so far so good it's just a lot of work but so far so good. Um so I feel good, good about it. Uh I sucked all the water off the top of the pool today. Uh so mm-hmm. uh so that's a good one and uh I'll start working on that uh probably this weekend and get that going so uh we'll have We'll have the pool up and ready, and uh, everybody can uh, get drunk and jump in and chill out. Apparently, we're going to do not drown the the crawfish boil. Um, yep. Uh, so that's a Howard Redding staple. So he's going to uh, hook that up. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we're going to have Mr. Baez's uh, mojito chicken, and uh, yep. What else? Uh, we got Lons uh, pulled pork. All this stuff, delicious. Uh, Keith had made yep. a post about it today and just talked about, you know, Carpet Fest. And, you know, first of all, there's the food. Um, yep. I don't know. I, li- I like the way we do the food. You know, we've been to the other Carpet Fest, and they, they it's had amazing food, no doubt. Yeah. But we just have, like, potluck. You know, you got Travis Wyman bringing his delicious uh, desserts, um, which basically I, for always... the month of May, I will be on, uh, you know, strict say, lockdown. i I'm, I'm always
0: <laughs> – I'm always worried about you when that pie comes in. That you're just gonna be like, "Yay!" and like run off with it, and like <laughs> run up a tree, like run up a tree or something, and I'll have to like jab you down with a pole. Like I it, think, uh, it, yeah. I think till the last time we had it
1: was that that I remember I was at your place, and I don't know if me, Nick, yeah. and Zach were drunk
0: or what state no, we were guys, in, but
1: you, good oh, lord, first we just would not leave it. <laughs>
0: Nick doesn't drink. That's number one. But you and Zach, I'm pretty sure we're heading uh, vibe. But, yeah, you guys are like, well, this pie is freaking awesome. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so it's like, what's up with this yeah. pie? And then I don't exactly. think I even got any because I was um, – when you host Carpet Fest, you rarely ever see the outside of your snake room. So I don't think I even got true. the pie. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we drink bourbon for Carpet Fest? Sure, why not?
0: um ryan ryan is bringing just, us some bourbon all right i'm not gonna say no
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i didn't think
1: you would <laughs>
0: I, think my, um, I think my grandfather would come back to life to smack me upside the head so you know it's,
1: uh,
0: oh that's right yeah you scots
1: <laughs> you can't um but uh so yeah so there's that that's probably the biggest part of the news um and then um I had my first clutch, which is, uh, which is awesome. Um, right. So yeah. So I'm a Python breeder again. Um, Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> I mediocre. got, uh, yeah. Right. So, uh, I got a uh, clutch from, uh, they're called the lightning line jungles and it's so crazy, man. I've had probably, God, it keeps going up. I think I've had 40 to 50 inquiries about, you know, getting on a list for them. And and you know what else I, I kept thinking of? We could not sell yeah. that goddamn snake at Hamburg. The boy. Nobody oh, wanted yeah. it. The boy. So I had a two point yeah. one group. I had a two point one group. And I was like, I don't need this extra mail. You go back and you listen to NPR. and like, Why do you have this extra mail? You don't need the extra mail. Why do you need this? Why do you need this? You need well, this in no, the herd. No, Let's
0: no. <laughs> first off first off, Past Owen is an idiot because you know you always should <laughs> hang on to an extra mail. So don't mm. – that past out we is a jerk. <laughs> we were young and dumb. What do you want? Young
1: and stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we make stupid. mistakes.
1: We learn from those oh my mistakes. Oh, God. Anyway, but do you remember um, – I, I, I vividly that, remember. I'm standing at that, you. This is when I said that I could not be at Hamburg anymore. I was like, I can't. That, this, I can't do this place anymore. I was at the table with you, and this kid walks up. And he's looking for a jungle and I'm you know, actually you were the one that was selling it because I was sort of like, yeah. yeah, I have this jungle here. It's uh you know, he's asking like what it's from and of course it doesn't look like Johnny Blaze or something like that. And I said, Well it's uh it's a it's a different line, it's unrelated to anything in the States, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you know Terry Phillip produced it. Uh, he's the founder of the line, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And he just was like, "Well, I got this one over here, and it's like seventy dollars. Why are you charging three hundred dollars
0: for this?" Oh, I th- no, 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 he's he, I was no, like, I think no. It was, it was him. No, it was it was him and his father. And his father was like, "What the hell is the point? I mean, that one over there is seventy bucks. I'm going to make the same thing." And I think I chimed in with, "If you think." that your $70 carp, carpet pythons are going to make the same thing as a $300 carpet python, you were breeding the wrong animals, sir. So right. It was, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I was like, that's
0: it, Owen. Uh, never again. Nope, <laughs> nope, never again. <laughs> no more never, Hamburg for Eric. Never happened. But it's funny yeah. because I actually got asked about the lightning line animals for you at Hamburg. So people were like, what's up with those? I'm like, "Carrie Phillip made them. So like is it unrelated to everything in the States? I'm like, don't know, you should probably talk to Eric. It's like it's yeah, I'm like, I think so. you should he's gonna have all the info. so yeah, so before yeah. Uh, we get uh, before we get going with the show,
1: I'm just gonna give like a quick history of what it was. So I had bought, um, as many of people may know, I had bought a striped jungle uh, from Australian addiction. Uh, From their skunk and flower Which are, look those two up I'm sure they're probably still on their site Holy hell, that snake was awesome I had this awesome striped I have to find the pictures of it and post it in the chat But I had this awesome striped uh, Female that I got from uh, Justin and Ben um, At the time Mm -hmm. they were still still Working together And um, fortunately that girl died But she was amazing Anyway um, I had, I picked her up and I remember I paid I paid a good deal of money for her because, I mean, it was top-notch animal. You know? And then I was all right, well, I need something to go with it. So at the time, I was buying Darwin carpets from Terry. And right. he, he was like, well, I have these striped jungles that you might be interested in. And I was like, okay. And he was talking about them, and he called them the lightning line. And I was like, okay. Mm. And uh, they I remember getting them. Luke brought them back for me from... I think he brought him back from uh from Tinley. It was the I, I didn't go to Tinley this year. I think it was like maybe 2011. Anyway, he brought him mm-hmm. back and I got 2.1 uh group of it. So because I already had that female from Australian addiction and that was going to be my striped jungle project. Um so uh you know, I've been raising them up. I sent that male away in 2000 and Thirteen. I let Zach bar. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 2014. Zach barred the male um, to breed with uh, his stripe project, but that year he didn't get anything from it. Um, right. So I've been kind of holding off and holding off ro- raising up that girl real slow. Um, I know Nick. To give you an idea, Nick wanted to be on the, he Nick Nick Mutton asked to be on the list at ICAST. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just I, I had just gotten that, and he crap. had to be on the list at an cast, And um, sure, yeah, and here we are. Mm-hmm. So I finally got a clutch. Um, the clutch, uh, there's probably maybe twelve, fifteen eggs going maternal incubation, and then uh, I'm days away from a clutch from the gelatin jungle. So, so that's my nice. two clutches for the year. Um, <laughs> so,
0: um. I have maybe still the bread lie because they're still locking up and okay. other than that, dude. And, and then I'm going to pair, repair the bridge soon. But other than that, nothing. Yeah.
1: Well, I'd Damn. like, I told you before, you know, a guy that will, uh, <laughs> I know a guy that hates your shows.
2: So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll have
1: mm. stuff. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know,
0: you will have stuff.
1: Where did this come from? Easy. Don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. Don't about it. Just, <laughs> yeah.
0: you want it buy it you know you take the, the snake and, and move along it's like yeah you know it's when they buy it i give them your card and they can talk to you about all the information till then it's blind they don't even right. know it comes from you right, so right yeah. perfect all right let's get it
1: going you ready
0: yep good
1: okay hey man welcome back to npr how you doing man
3: Gentlemen, how
1: are you this evening? Doing okay. Excellent. Ready to talk uh, condros, emerald tree boas, guitar,
0: whatever. Sweet. <laughs> all I, my I,
3: favorite. I, uh, all my favorite subjects.
0: I will you know, not be you. good in the guitar discussion. I really won't, and I apologize ahead of time. So good. We'll you talk. Know.
1: We'll talk. We'll talk ball pythons after the guitar. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Past this show, uh, I can't talk. About. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Well, let's start. Um, I don't know. Let's start. Let's start with um, the albino project. Uh, so, albino chondro project. Maybe throw a little bit of history there, and then uh, you know sure. what you've been up to with it.
3: Yeah. So that uh, project, um, I've been working on it since 2000. I believe it was 2002 when. Um, Trooper wow. produced. I'm sorry, no, no, sorry. Damon Sousies produced the the first albino chondros. So uh, he produced his albino, which was named Floyd, um, uh-huh. from a pair of. Uh, I believe they were. Uh, he got them from the Barkers, from Dave and Tracy, and I believe they were just imported Marukis from bu- uh, Bushmaster. That had been, um, cap- they were captive bred, but they were from wild caught parents. And okay. uh, I believe, believe he had a reverse trio and uh, paired them up and, you know, just by, by luck got, got the first albino. So just so happened by luck that uh, that summer, uh, this actually the summer before, it was 2001. I was living up north, up, you know, up around, I was living in the Northeast in Connecticut and uh, was, you know, pretty good friends with John Romano, who was uh, one of Trooper's kind of, Trooper Walsh's kind of uh, proteges, worked with him at the National Zoo. And, you know, John kind of introduced me to Trooper. And um, Trooper had another Maruki that from the same clutch that Damon's animals were, were from. And uh so and then in the summer I believe it was summer of 2001 I picked up this was before the albino the first one was produced I, I picked mm-hmm. up a baby from that from from Trooper Okay so as soon as da- as soon as Damon uh produced his albino I was like oh shit I've got a possible head Um nice. <laughs> and that's that's really where it started so that was 2002 at that time uh Versace that's that's my het male he was um uh, you know, like a yearling, uh, when this happened, when, when the albino hatched. So, you know, since then it's been, you know, one of my, uh, number one goals in life to, to try to, you know, establish some albino chondros. And, um, it took me, uh, I want to say it was 11 or 12 years before I hatched the first one. So that would have been, uh, the first one was 2013, um, and basically, what I did was I started, you know, every every clutch that I produced from Versace, um, I would, you know, unless it was like a really large clutch. He's been a pretty prolific breeder for me, so, you know, there's there's lots of his babies floating around out there. And uh, right, but anyway, I, I would keep the the bulk of the bulk of them until they were sexable, and then I would hold back every mm. single female. And Whoa. Um, finally, um. I, I bred him with, so I had I had four females from the very first clutch that he produced that I held back, and um, on the I, I was either the third or the fourth one. The first two I bred nothing, and of course you know they didn't all go the same year. So like one year mm-hmm. one went, and then one year the next went. Finally on the third one, it was either the third or the fourth. I can't remember, but. Uh, that was in 2013, finally hit a small – it was a three-egg clutch, super, you know, super, uh, super dinky clutch, and um, had a red albino and a yellow albino in it. Uh, wow. You know, red baby, red baby, yeah. yellow baby, and then another red baby that, um, that was a 66% het who uh, I'm expecting eggs from, you know, any – any probably in like a month. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so um, so that's you know that's kind of the you know brief history of it. Um, I have mm. pro- uh, so I produced two and thir- two in 2013. Both of them were really crappy theaters. Never could get them established, um, and they you know they they lived for I don't know a couple months and then they both died. So that was you know mm. that was a that was a punch mm-hmm. in the gut. And then um, then I produced another one in in, in uh, 20, 2014. Uh, from a, a different female. Um this one this female was more all the all of the uh, uh initial whole females were from a uh Versace to Bioc breeding. So they had okay. you know kind of like a lot lot more wild type blood in them. Um and the the 2014 clutch was from Versace bred to a lot more of a designer type animal Trooper Walsh blue blood you know kind of kind of kind of female so you know that was the clutch that I was really like man I really hope this one is is turns out to be het because you know with the designer genes mixed in there you just never know what you know what kind of effect the albino gene would have on a like highly melanistic animal or a blue animal or you know whatever
0: um
3: so anyway had a clutch of maybe seven or eight that year and uh one 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 more albino and that one um even though some of the siblings uh from that litter were pretty insane as far as the um you know, amount of uh, black and just different colors. This one was basically, you know, uh, w- would have been a pretty much a green snake if it was, uh, you know, if it was not albino. And right. she lived, um, she did, She was doing great, lived uh, about two years. And then I, you know, she shed one day and I had her out for pictures and I was looking at her and I was like, oh man, what's this? She had a like a, a lump and, uh, you know, about, oh. a, about you know, th- three quarters of the way down. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the next day, immediately took her to the vet, and uh, fortunately, I've got a really good vet that's uh, my neighbor and a good friend of mine, Marie Rush. She was actually uh, – um, she, she was a speaker at ICAS. Uh, she does a um, uh, project with uh, field studies on Corralis, uh grenadensis, which is the Grenad- uh, Grenada tree boa. So anyway, oh, yeah, familiar yeah. with yeah. yeah, she's super super familiar with arboreals and just specializes in reptiles and so anyway, she lives literally like 5 minutes away from me. So uh it's great having her as a as a resource and you know whenever whenever you know uh, things things get sick. Um <laughs> so I took her to her, she we did an ultrasound and um basically determined that the, she had some sort of uh intestinal blockage that had been caused by either uh, a mouse nail or uh, something yeah. had had kind of lodged itself in the side of her intestine and was acting like a hook so anything that passed through it was just you know like a snag and it just kept you Ooh. know getting bigger and bigger and bigger uh. so anyway we uh tried to you know lubricate it really good and tried to work it out over the course of a couple days and nothing, you know, nothing was working. The snake was, you know, didn't seem like it was really affecting it. I'm sure she probably would have eaten if I would have fed her. Um, So, it wasn't like an urgent type thing. So, we let it go for a week or two and then uh, finally, you know, nothing else was working. So, decided to to do surgery and um, unfortunately lost her to, you know, complications due to the surgery. So, that was another... uh, pretty major setback um yeah and then uh so that was 2014 and we produced another one in 2015 and it again you know crappy feeder couldn't get it established it, it was actually uh, uh, hatched with like you know no no yolk absorbed i think it hatched at like you know uh, five or six of grams or something like that so it didn't have a really good shot uh at survival from the beginning
0: Easy. um
3: yeah and that's that's been the last one so uh, for this year, I've got um, eight eggs incubating right now from the mother of that 2014 um, animal, uh, 2014 uh-huh. albino. So the 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 you know the nicer designer line. And then I've got um, uh, a female that, like I was saying earlier, was a sibling to the first one from 2013, and she just ovulated and um, – you know expect to see something from her you know hopefully in the next uh four or five weeks you know knock on wood and awesome. she's a 66, she's a sixty six she's a sixty sixty six percent possible head so um you know we'll we'll see how that uh how that pans out It would be pretty cool if out of the three uh, three, three, uh babies I got from that clutch if it ended up being two albinos and a head that would be uh you know that'd be awesome pretty, yeah pretty yeah. pretty good odds yeah. So, uh, and you know, the 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 cool thing about Versace and the Albino uh project is that you know, as a as a um, he produces really cool looking offspring uh, regardless yeah. of head mm-hmm. status or anything. Anything from, you know, I don't know if it's the Maruki genes that he's got or cuz he he basically if you look at his pedigree, he's half 50% Maruki, 50% Trooper Walsh, you know, basement mutt which could be, okay. you know, anything from, a, you know, right. high yellow to a mite might phase the blue. Um, and so I think it's because of that uh, mix, depending on what I pair him with, he can throw high yellows, high blacks, you know, uh, never a super blue, but um, true blue, high blue, you know, calico-esque looking animals, um, really, you know, uh, pretty much any any designer phenotype that you can think of he he's produced it at some point um so it makes it you know nice to hold the babies back even if they're not het. it's babies you would want to you know you'd want anyway uh, so that, that's better that's, that's kind of been, yeah that's, 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 that's been the cool cool thing um even though uh, you know even even throughout all the setbacks and you know heartache there's uh yeah. there's that
1: so. Man, that's a hell of a time frame for, you know, you must have been so stoked when you actually hatched down an albino, uh,
3: you know, Yeah, you I know, can't imagine crazy, that. <laughs> what's crazy is that it they hatched um, right before ICAST, and I went oh. to ICAST, and, you know, I, I didn't even realize what I had until I got back. I mean, it's one of those things where they hatched, I just kind of threw, threw, threw them in a tub and like, all right, I got to get the plane. Hell. and. uh yeah. And you know, uh, left them in a left them in a, in a in a in a you know damp tub. And when I came back, I was like, oh my god, I think these are two albinos. And uh, you know, they're very. If you don't know what you're looking at, it's very easy to overlook them um, when they're right. you know when they're babies, just because it's such a such a subtle difference, um, especially with the yellow ones, and even with the red ones, you know, um, because so many of these designer uh, type chondros, you know, produce such dark, almost black babies. Um, And, 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 you know, all the red albinos that I've produced have been no exception. They've been really dark red, but they don't have any black at all. Uh, So, those Mm. there's kind of three things you look for. One of them is the red pupil, um, Uh pink tongue, and then lack of any black. Those are the three kind of giveaways. Um, And so, you know, unless you really if you got a whole, if you had a group of a hundred of them. You could, you could. It'd be, it'd be hard to, you know, could be hard for some people if you don't know what you're looking at to pick them out because they don't, they don't stick out, you know. Um, right. You think albino, you think albino berm or albino carpet, and it's like, oh yeah, right. there it is. But you yeah, yeah, white and yellow, uh, the, you know, the, the green trees um, are are so variable to begin with, and. Um, you know, with the thing with the color change and the red and yellow to green, it's, you know, they don't, they don't stand out as, as much as babies. So, yeah. uh-huh. um, and does
1: that, does that carry you both the, for the yellow neonates as well?
3: Yes. Yeah. The yellow ones yeah. I would say are even harder, harder to tell. Um, yeah. and, and I've only had, I've only had the one to be fair. Um, uh-huh. so, you know, most of the ones that I've, uh, I guess I've produced through three. Yeah, three three reds. Um, so, right. you know, they have a – you know, now I could spot it from a mile away just because I kind of know what I'm looking for. Uh, sure. But, um, you know, the way I had to tell on the first one was I had to um, take a flash photo at night because if you if you do that with any, uh, any chondro um, that is not albino, take a flash photo at night when their pupils are dilated. The pupils will always be black. No matter what color the animal is, no matter what morph it is, or not say morph, you know, no matter what uh, phenotype it is, peoples are always black. But the albino right. you take a, a flash photo at night, and peoples are, you know, glow, you know, super red. Um,
0: huh. So oh, that's my God.
3: It's that, that subtle. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, what the solid is the, uh... the tongue is, is, another, is another one, but there, there have been animals that – uh, have pink tongues that are not albino, so that's that's mm-hmm. not a uh, um, you know that's not a ADR. surefire way to tell them. Yeah. Right. What's the color change like as they? Yeah. Have you? Well, there's only been just the one so far right. that I've been able to you know get to that stage, and um, you know she went from a from a red to kind of that uh, you know you've seen the photos of of troopers albino midas and uh, yep. uh Damon they're kind of like just this golden yellow color. They almost look kind of like a canary chondro um or a kofi owl uh, but uh yeah, she went from a super dark maroon red baby to this you know kind of golden uh golden yellow color um with some with some white you know white specks and the baby pattern did did you know shine through, but it was just like a different shade of yellow you know right,
1: huh. So what's, what's your, I mean, I know you've been doing this for a long time, so you've had, must've had time to think like, what's your next step with the project? Besides getting, you know, more albinos established. Yeah. Do you have like a goal to where you're going? Um, Yeah.
3: (laughs) No, not, you know, not, not really just because, you know, um, with, uh, I've kind of, trim down the collection now to where i've I've basically got three three projects going i've got the the albino stuff and then right. i've got my my calico stuff and my tiger stripe stuff and then uh you know just a, a mixing and, and a mashing of those three those three kind of uh bloodlines right, um okay. yeah so really the sky's the limit you know who knows like i was saying earlier you know uh if you get a, a highly melanistic animal that's, you know, super high black or, or you know, might phase or there's no telling what, you know, I, I would assume that if it was an albino snake, it would be yellow with a bunch of white spots. But, you know, who knows?
0: Um, right.
3: We'll just have to, you know, hopefully, hopefully find out. <laughs> one of <these> years. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. I wonder what, like, the sickness uh, would look like albino. You know, I mean, there's exactly. just so many. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, just, you know, they, they go through such a, uh, such a, you know, cool color change. And even if they don't keep, you know, a lot of animals don't keep, you know, they'll go through a, a super black or super, you know, dark phase while they change color. And it doesn't uh-huh. last, you know, it doesn't last for forever. Sometimes it lasts for a couple of months. Sometimes it lasts for a couple of years. Um, you know, obviously right. there are some animals that do, that do keep the black, but, um, even when it's in that kind of in between stage, it would be really incredible to look at, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Cool. Uh how long's the awesome. color change like how long did the color change take with the albino? Was it like open the drawer and boom? Or no. was it like more gradual?
3: No, no, yeah, it was more gradual. Um, you know, if you go to my uh Instagram, I have started uh, hashtagging animals by their ID numbers. So I started doing that a couple of years ago. So anything huh. like 2016 on, I've got, every time I post a picture of it on Instagram, I'll tag it with the hashtag of its ID number, so if you just touch that hashtag, you can kind of see the oh, whole that. progression from, from neonate to current. Uh, and That's a cool the Alabama, idea. You know, that is an yeah. awesome idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Damn, you why can, are, you know, are we
0: tech savvy? Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, <laughs> <COVID.
3: laughs> uh, so it's really cool because you can kind of see just in, on one screen the whole progression, you know, from from yeah. baby to, to 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 adult or current. And the uh, the albino chondro hashtag has got more than just the albino on it. It's got you know kind of all related animals that are just heads or possible heads. But you can kind of see there um, on the one animal that did survive. Uh, you you, know, you can kind of scroll through the photos and see kind of a you know. Progress, you know, progression pics of how it changed.
1: Gotcha. And what's your Instagram? Is it under Chondrolicious Reptiles,
3: or is it? Yeah, no, it's just uh, Marshall M. Mendez. Or you could just search for my name, and it'll it'll come up. Gotcha. There we
0: go. Yeah, because I was going to have to ask Eric about how to spell Chondrolicious. I'm sorry, that was just going to have to be (laughs) what happened there. (laughs) You know. Yeah. I would have done yeah. that later, to not be embarrassed. But anyway, um it's it that's definitely awesome it's cool cuz like do you ever like just sit down and look at some of your older
3: ones and be like, "Holy oh, crap, sure. this is this is what you started yeah. at."
0: And it's like, you know. Yep.
3: Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, and what I what I've found is, you know, people always are um you know, back when uh there used to be I used to do waiting lists and, you know, I used to try to get on waiting lists and everybody used to seems like there used to be a lot more chondros being produced than there are nowadays for whatever, you know, for whatever reason that is. It seems like, you know, back in the um, early to, you know, mid-2000s, really really the whole 2000s, it seemed like there was a lot more people having uh, success producing bigger, larger clutches, more numbers um, than, than there are today. And I don't know why that is, and that, that might just be uh, me not um you know living and breathing and everything i do is just think chondros like it was back then. right you <laughs> know every, every you know every 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 clutch every parent you know i could. I, I just that's all i did um and it might just be me being a little bit more you know out of touch now um just because of you know things change and uh sure You know, I've got, not that I've got an enormous collection, but I am kind of a one man, you know, one man show. And I mean, you guys know how it is. It's a lot of work.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know,
3: family, kids, and work and everything else. And you just, you know, I can't, uh, I don't have the mental capacity to keep up anymore with everything like I used to. Uh, But, um, but yeah, so, so where I was going with that is, you know, people would always want to be have first pick and, you know, Back when I used to keep, keep waiting lists, people would always want to, you, know, uh, you know, what spot am I? And, and I'm like thinking to myself, you know, it really doesn't matter because what this baby looks mm-hmm. like now, there is no way to tell which ones are going to be the good ones. There's no way to tell which one is going to be, you know, the, 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 the baby colors have, you know, almost no bearing on what the animal could be as an adult. It's always yeah. kind of luck, luck of the draw. And sometimes the most insane-looking babies end up turning green, and sometimes the baby that you just think, oh, that's just looks like a normal baby, that ends up being the one that looks crazy. You know, right. um, you just you just you never can't tell. So, uh, what I started doing to um, uh, prevent myself from selling the good ones is just keeping them all until they change. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's smart.
3: That is, yeah. <laughs>
1: Burke style. Smart way I to like game. It.
0: Yeah. It's the, you, went, you went full Burke. Yeah. You know, you just keep them all and then wait. You
2: know, yeah,
0: that's right. Hey, man. That's the way you go. I, so
1: I clicked on your, uh, your Instagram and I'm, I'm, I'm just was cruising through it real quick. What is It just says almost time to start seeing 2019 eggs, but there's like this blue amazing blue female creature uh, looks like she's on eggs she's she's got yeah. some black in her
3: what's that holy hell what is that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, um that is uh hang on let me see what you're looking at here but i think that is probably the female that is that's my uh um that is my 100 percent het female so that's that's going to be the mom of uh that's going to be the mom of um uh the 2014 albino and um the uh, you know if if fingers crossed maybe right. this year oh no, no no i'm sorry i'm sorry i see which one you're seeing now that is a calico dream so that animal was produced by greg maxwell um right and uh she was from now that that's an example of That's probably I don't know. It's one of the more expensive animals that I've ever bought. And dear um, God, (laughs) got the picture.
2: Sorry, sorry. Continue. I I, I purchased
3: purchased her from Greg as a baby, and it was kind of when he was, you know, it was kind of his last uh, one of his last, you know, major clutches before he kind of kind of got out of the hobby. But uh, that was one animal where I was looking at all the pictures, and I was pretty high up on the waiting list, and I was like, you know what? I want the plainest-looking baby out of the clutch, and that's the one I picked. And I think oh, I had Oh, shut No, I, I swear. I had, pick, All right. I had the first pick or the second pick, and everybody was like, man, you're crazy. Look at this one. Look at that one. No, like, nope, dude, that's not, I'm, I'm, that, that, that is I went, never how that works. Like, come on. I want <laughs> this one, and and that's what I ended up with. Wow. So, Holy like wow. Greg, like, really, like, was Greg like, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, you know, what? Really? that <laughs> As as a matter of fact, I think I think when I picked it out, he actually said, "Oh, that's a good choice." So
0: uh, oh, okay, you know. all right. Uh, yeah. See, there's some, you know, so there's something cooking there where he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> you want that one?" Like, you know, yeah. oh, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, good, okay. Damn, that you know, awesome. when I first started buying
1: carpets, I remember I was buying um, I was buying some from Nick, and he's like, "You want this one?" And I didn't know, like, I didn't know if he was trying to like get me to take one so i didn't take the one that he wanted or if he was really telling me to go with (laughs) that one i'm like i don't know what to
0: do (laughs) take what he tells you (laughs) yeah that's rule number one Uh, when the breeder says uh, this one agree with them
1: Uh, yeah wow that snake is amazing man he really did have some amazing chondros. i remember hearing him on reptile radio and he talked about he had like 40 snakes and like yep. I thought, he had so many snakes, and he had 40, oh, 40 green
3: trees. You, yeah, oh, wow. God. Yeah, I mean, Eric. By, I think back by green tree standards. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, right? Green. Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, a forty, yeah. forty adult green trees is a lot. There's not many people that I can think of right now that 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 I could, you know, n- name off the top of my head that that have a collection that size. You know, yeah, you know, maybe a few. Uh, I, I don't. I, you know, mine. I, I've got probably uh you know about 25 adult animals um give or take um uh, okay you know I, I probably should should know that but I, I don't you know that's always the i'm sure you guys get it when when oh, you yeah. find out <laughs> if you're, no, if no you're yeah.
0: never count don't ever count <laughs> yeah. it's a bad thing yeah, exactly. to know yeah so,
3: <laughs> so so the fact that i don't know how many i have it's is good. almost yeah, you know. more, <laughs> yeah it's It's yeah. almost worse to some people than me just having snakes. It's like, what do you mean you don't yeah. know how many you have? Yeah. It's like well, it's, know. It's a, you know I, it's a range I know what range yeah. I have you
1: know <laughs> yeah, you know that's when you're like you know when you're getting serious in the hobby when you stop counting, like you know like that's when right. you're first getting into it, you're like, oh yeah, I got twelve snakes, yeah, you know yep. and you're like all pumped about these twelve oh. snakes, and then you get to like thirty and then next thing you know you have three hundred, and you're like, holy shit. I remember right I looked on Reptiscan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I looked on Reptiscan, and at the bottom of Reptiscan, it tells you the total animals in your collection. And I was like,
3: "Oh my God, that's how many I got!" Yeah. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, um, so, I mean,
3: I I know what the I know what the what the uh, what the tub and cage count in the room is if it's at max capacity. Um, right. And I'm never I'm never at that, so I know I'm, I'm below okay. that number. That's, that's about the only thing <laughs> I, I just, can tell it, fine, you. Know? fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: you know where the ceiling okay. is it's all good um but do you feel like why do you think that chondro breeders have smaller collections because now that you've mentioned it i keep thinking like i know buddy buscemi we went over to his place he has a huge basement and he's got like a corner of it for his chondros and i'm like really you don't have this
3: entire thing filled
0: no nah, this is good well, and it's like why do you think they kind of stick to the
3: smaller ones well you know I, a lot of it i think is because they're harder to produce, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you're not, they're not like, you know, they don't, uh, with, with a few exceptions, you know, there are some some bloodlines, um, that are known to be, uh, larger and produce, you know, produce more, um, uh, larger numbers when they, when they, when they, when they lay eggs. But, you know, for the most part, um, I think uh, a lot of the designer lines for, you know, for whatever reason, they're just not as prolific as uh, some of the wild caught stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that could be for, you know, any number of reasons. Um, You know uh, I'm sure, you know, there's lots of opinions out there about why that, that could be. Um, But, uh, but, you know, um, like for the, my first couple of clutches um, when I did, I was using, uh, you know, far, uh, not farm bred, but um, you know, captive bred babies from from you know wild types, uh, locality sure, right. types, and I did see higher numbers um, from those from those you know from those clutches. You know, twenty twenty plus was not that uncommon, um, and now you know uh, twenty is like that. That's a big that's a that seems like it's a big number for mo, you know by modern modern contour standards if that makes sense um yeah it does I, I would say average is you know for me is somewhere in the 10 to 15 range now um you know so i did have one clutch earlier this year that i uh that's a, a calico uh, t- by tiger stripe clutch and she uh that was actually my first clutch of the season it's probably i don't know maybe three or four weeks away from hatching and when i first you know she she swelled up really big and i you know i was expecting you know decent sized clutch from her but you know sometimes you just never can tell i've got you know some females can be really small and you think man there's no way you know she's gonna lay that many and they'll end up laying like 15 or 12 and other times you get a really big female and you think, oh, she's going to lay twenty, and you get like eight. So, um, <laughs> but anyway,
0: I was expecting
3: a large. I was expecting a large number from her, and she laid twenty-one, and I was like, man, Jeez. this is awesome. You know, twenty-one, mm. holy crap! I hadn't had a clutch this big, and I don't remember how long. And she was. It was weird because I she had a nest box. She was using it. Um, and then, of course, you know the day that I walk in and see her on eggs, she's outside of the nest box. The eggs are scattered all over the place. And, oh,
2: goddammit. Um, it! <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, you're doing so well. <laughs> and and so she's 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 got a very she's not even real. I wouldn't even call it a beehive. She's sitting on like five or six eggs, and the other you know however many, fifteen or sixteen, are just kind of scattered all around her. And right. uh, I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. So. Anyway, put them all in an egg, you know, set them up in the incubator, and I mean, like, within 48 hours, all of the ones that she was not sitting on top of started crashing, even yeah. though they – even though when I candled them, um, or, you know, I didn't candle every single one of them, but I stuck up, you know, candled them just to see, and they had veins. They had – they looked like they were – you know, it wasn't, wasn't like super strong vein development, but they definitely did not look like slugs. And right, uh, uh they all went they all crashed, so she knew somehow that those were not going to make it. huh which oh. I thought was pretty pretty interesting. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. always weird when
0: they do that, like really weird and cool when they know which ones are the slugs before I do, so
1: yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're you always hope like, oh man, I wonder I no, wonder if that one wrong. is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's maybe wrong. she's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know I always second
0: guess her. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah. So
3: so uh, oh sorry, go ahead. No no no, go ahead, man. No, I was I was just gonna say, so that uh so I've got um you know there are some that, you know, like like you're saying, you kinda just uh even though I know there's probably a ninety-nine percent chance that they're bad. Um, they're mm. still in the, you know, I've got them in the incubator still. Oh yeah, right. Uh, you know, they're not completely stinky and dead, so maybe they'll make it. You know, who knows? But yeah.
1: Uh,
3: uh, anyway, yeah, that's. So that's do you part separate
1: them? Uh, do you separate them out from the from the rest of the eggs? Do you do you put it in a different box? Do you put it in the same box? Oh What's yeah, your the approach bat, with that. The
3: bat, the, the bad ones, they're the ones that yeah, look bad. Yeah. yeah, The ones that look yeah, bad. I'll, yeah.
1: separate.
3: I'll separate, separate them much. just because I don't, you know, just because the the I worry. I I say I worry. Like I know that there's <laughs> something bad. I I don't know that there's anything that bad that will happen, but to me, right, you know, just being around the decomposing, you know, the odors and the smell, I just I that that's, that's why. Sure, um, it would make me feel better to move them away <laughs> from my good eggs. Yeah, that's, so
0: I, I get that. That's right. And, yeah. <laughs> So do you go I, I was
1: again I'm cruising through your Instagram and I'm looking at uh some of your chondras on eggs. Um yeah. Do you set up a nest box or what's your approach when it comes I do. to that? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'll give them usually after uh after they have a prelay shed, um uh-huh. I'll just set up a uh it's basically like a an opaque um maybe like a 3 gallon rubber made tub um okay. with, with a lid and I just cut a you know cut a two or three inch hole in the lid and put some, uh, you know, cypress mulch or repti chips or whatever in there. And, uh, that's, that's basically it. I used to use sphagnum moss just because, you know, back in the day, that's what all the old school guys used to use. And, um, right. and I found that it's like super, uh, it's, it's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's got a bunch of little tiny particulates in it and they, when they uh-huh, root okay. around in it, it kind of gets stuck in their mouth and gets in their heat pits and, you know ah. so I quit using that and uh um, yeah, like that I quit using i use the uh, I don't know what you guys use for for substrate, but I've started using the uh those repti chips here in the last six months, and that stuff seems to work really well yeah. um it's cool because it'll you know it packs down once you, you know, hold humidity really well without yep. being wet, it doesn't mold, and you know if you keep it at the right humidity, it'll pack down where you know when they do go to the bathroom it kind of isolates it um to where it doesn't, you know, spread out all over the place. Shred- shredded aspen is what I used to use for like the, you know, terrestrial snakes. And um, right. the problem with that is it it molds. You know, you can't get it. Yeah. You can't get it wet at all. Right.
0: Yeah, so. I never liked that. Uh, I mix soil and uh, cypress mulch for okay. my guys. Yeah.
2: And that's yeah. Uh, so that's, 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 that's
0: what it's in their hide boxes slash lay boxes because they have them in there year round for my guys. But um, do you? I know we've talked to other chondro keepers that like, they'll lock their females in with their eggs. Like, damn it. Take care of your babies. Like, do you do that at all?
3: Or are you right in there? Yeah.
0: I've never been, uh,
3: I've never, never let a female of any species maternally incubate. Uh, I don't know why I just, uh, you know, re- mainly the main reason is because I want to get them back on feed and, you know, sure. um, Mm-hmm. I just have a, you know, just kind of get, start getting them conditioned again. And then, um, so that's kind of the number one reason. And then the other reason is because, uh, I just, I guess I'm somewhat of a control freak and I'd rather just. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no,
0: it's. I mean, I, I believe that. Cause I mean, I've seen my snakes do very, very dumb things and I don't want them to be in charge of eggs right now. So yeah, it's give me these, you idiot. So yeah, it's, I get it.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, when, when when in actuality, you know, they're probably could do as good a job uh, doing course. it. But it just, again, it's one of those things where it just makes me feel better to, yeah. to uh, you know, have them in the incubator and I can see if one of them starting to go bad or I can, you know, take mm-hmm. them out and look at them or, you know, give them fresh air, you know, whatever. Right.
0: Definitely.
1: So – I, here's a question. It's sort of similar to what. Oh, so do you observe like so? You have a female. Let's say that she ovulated and she's ready to go. Does she just go into the nest box and stay there? Does she come back and forth? Does she perch? Like, what's the it usual? It varies.
3: Varies by yeah, by animal. Yeah. 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 Really varies by varies by female. Some of them, some of them will get in the nest box and you won't see them again. You have to check on them. You wow. Know, as the time. Time gets closer. You check on them. Uh, other ones will, um, like this, the the the, the uh, my het female um, that recently laid. She got in the nest box, but every morning, you know, I, I come, you know, I leave leave the house for work really early in the morning, and uh, to right after the heat panels come on. And uh, I would see her out of the egg box and basking um, for a couple hours every morning. And then when I come home from work, she's back in. Uh, gotcha. So, you know, and like I said, other ones bask the whole time. They never go in the nest box until, like, um, you know, you'll walk in uh, around when they're due and they're not on the perch and they're in the nest box and they've laid eggs. So there's hmm. really not any... <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it varies a lot from snake to snake. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Um, we were talking about the equipment last week and, uh, I was, I'm clicking on your Facebook and you have a, you know, like facility pictures. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed you have like a, a fan in front of a space heater and what yeah. that just push heat throughout the room. You're just doing like an ambient yep. heat or do you, are you doing, uh, basking spots as well?
3: I do both, yeah. Both? I do. Okay. Uh, I use um, so I've got a an oil you know oil filled radiator with a fan, um, uh-huh. with it's hook, hooked up to an old. I don't even know how old this thing is. It's in like a uh, old school helix that has like you know you have to use a little screwdriver to tweak it. Um, oh my God. It's a, it's
1: a, <laughs> it's going back <laughs> it's the only it's,
3: it's, That's the, old it's the only school, one I yeah. find that, that would uh, that, that can handle up to 1500 watts of right of, uh, power. right so um, they don't make them anymore uh, obviously mm-hmm. but they they did for they did for a while and really it was for a for a I, I really don't know of any other proportional thermostats that um, you can get that can handle that much handle that much wattage so anyway, it's it's broken down on me once or twice, and I've shipped it back to Helix, and they, they fix it up, and then it's good for another you know seven or eight years. Um, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> like this uh, thing, so what it, the you, hell? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's still got the old uh, telephone telephone uh, <laughs> wire that's hooked up to a to a timer oh, yeah. for the night for the yep. night drop. I mean, it's it's old school. So anyway, that uh, controls the ambient room temperature and right. i basically set it to where you know the, the 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 high year-round in the room stays between 82 and 83 and then i do a night drop depending on if i'm cycling or not if i'm not cycling i drop it down to you know high 70s and if i you know 79 and if i am trying to cycle things i'll drop it to like you know 73 74 maybe and then um all of the cages and obviously the racks have either heat panels or, uh, you know, belly heat. Uh, some of my racks have back heat. Um, right. But uh, at night, the uh, all the individual heat spots shut off completely. So they're subjected to the ambient room temperature. And then during the day, everything's got a basking spot of, you know, close to 90 uh that they can, you know, obviously move away from if they want to. So, cool right. side of the cage is going to be pretty close to ambient room temperature, and directly under the heat spot will be 90-ish. And I've pretty much used that for just about everything.
1: Um, right.
3: Chondros, emeralds, you know, ball pythons, king snakes, uh, you know, a- a- everything that I've got.
1: Right. Very yeah, cool. you. Uh, I know Bill always talks about how you know you were one of his, uh, you know, guys that he always went to for uh, for help with keeping both ball pythons and chondros in the same <laughs> room. You know, <laughs> he always yeah. talks about yeah. that. Yeah. Because you're one of the only guys that do both <laughs> besides Bill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: I know. <laughs> it's it's, the it's the like almost taboo, I know <laughs> maybe Ryan Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's you know, cool. I don't have I don't have many. Um, I, I yeah, you know, I I do like them, and you know, we'll just we'll leave it at that for this show. Uh, but uh, <laughs> hey, man,
1: I like <laughs> them too. There's nothing wrong with that. And you you work with the ultra male stuff, right? That stuff is badass. I I, I don't care what anybody does. Yeah. That stuff is
3: badass. I, I just kind of uh, you know a couple. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it's really easy to go down the, the wormhole and just have a little what bit of this, he, a little bit of that, and you know, <laughs> and before then, you yeah. know it, you got like what happened? No, nothing, you know, nothing, nothing goes with anything. So I was like, yeah, this is crazy. You know, the only reason I even have to breed rodents is because of these damn ball pythons, and you know, the whole right. rodent operation—that's So that's like a whole nother you know, job in and of itself. And I was like, sure. you know what? I'm cutting back. And getting rid of everything that is not at least het ultramel. So that's pretty much what my collection is is, you know, it's very very slim down now the ball pythons. I got just kept what I thought was just the, you know, cream of the crop of what I had and sure. uh you know, just just doing it like that it's a lot more fun cuz you know, when you get when you get to have so many it just becomes work and then it's not fun anymore and it's like why am I doing this, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah <laughs> i've struggled with that question as well so yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, i feel your pain um
1: yeah so what about the uh tiger strike project what's the you know i i guess maybe start with I, i'm not too familiar i've heard that before but i'm not 100 percent
0: sure like I... what's the background on that yeah i'm in the so... same boat i'm not i don't really know too much about it either
3: yeah, it, it's it's a it's it's a it's a Rico Walder uh, bloodline. He, I believe, started the first you know had the the, the founding animal. It was uh-huh. a, a female. Um, and I, I, to be honest with you, I, there probably I'm sure there are people out there who could tell you what what you know what what he crossed to get that. I, I don't I don't know I don't remember. Um, sure. So, but yeah, he he started it. It's kind of like a. Um, you know, a lot of them are high yellow. Uh, if I had to describe what, you know, the, the majority of them look like, it's high yellow with black speckles. Um, oh, nice. And they, you know, they do, wow. they do have some green. They do have some oranges and, um, you know, kind of just a good, uh, like what I call a high contrast, uh, you know, kind of like lots of different colors. That's, that's what I've always liked. Um, lots of different colors in, in one animal. So you'll have some, right. you know, there'll be, they'll be, kind of like I would say a yellow, yellow base with, uh, you know, black or orange or green, um, kind of, kind of speckled in, um, okay. but, but you know, mainly a lot of yellow and a lot of black. Gotcha. Okay. So that you know that that uh, Rico started, um, or the line originated with him, and um, I've got. Uh, I don't know two two adult females that uh, I picked up from my buddy Chris Haight, and um, he got them. I can't remember if he produced them or if he got them directly from Rico. Uh, but those are those are kind of my two uh, two you know females that I've been using, and they're both. I think they're like 09 animals maybe so they're they're coming up on 10 years old now. I've gotten a couple clutches out of each one and you know held back uh, I don't know a large percentage of the babies so right. um, I've got a lot of a lot of my hold back stuff is tiger stripe. Gotcha. So that yeah that's kind of that line and then you know the other stuff the other other project that I have is the Calico stuff which is more you know a little more well well-known I guess you could say so hmm. what? Yeah. What
1: would constitute a calico as opposed to I mean is it is there certain colors is there amount of colors or is there certain no
3: you know uh we were talking and there, there was a thread in one of the Condro groups about this the other day and you know hmm. everyone's got their everyone's got their own opinion um okay. and, and mine is and mine is just that my my opinion um okay but you know, some people consider calico a phenotype. Right. I, I, okay. I personally have always considered it a bloodline. So right. there are there are animals, you know, to me, it has to go back to, um, has to trace back the lineage, has to trace back to the uh, three or four animals that Greg Maxwell used to establish the line. Gotcha. And so that there's going to be... Yeah, so there's going to be animals that are totally green, and you know what? To me, those are calicos if they go back to the bloodline. And there's animals that Versace has produced that are, you know, crazy, look like uh, confetti, and those are those are not calicos just because they're not, you know, they're not they're not their different bloodlines. Um, So you know, it's a it's it's a it's a I don't say if it's it's a debate, but it's up to you know, it's up for up for discussion, you know. Interpretation, uh, right. we'll say. It, yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Up for yeah. interpretation.
1: So basically, it's like the tiger carpet python. That's what know. I was going to say. Uh, yep. <laughs> tiger carpets are striped carpets, but if they're not from Jason Balin's, you know, bloodline, then I don't call them tigers. They're striped carpets. They're
0: just stripes. Yep.
1: But it's not a. It's not a tiger. Not a
0: tiger. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, the, uh, same, same, same. Same thing. thing. Right okay, cool all
3: right um yeah, so it's funny funny that you asked that because like i said there was there's was just a a thread on one of the groups here uh I can imagine I can't imagine how, how right that week. went <laughs> yeah, yeah that.
0: I'm sure it went great we i I think we mention um on this program so often how much of when at at iCast, when Daniel Latouche got up there and started talking about there being like the four different species of chondros and however much yeah. stuff was all hybridized, I think we've yeah. talked about that on this show of how that room turned on him so quickly, like you know.
2: <laughs> we did that. that all
0: the time. <laughs> like,
3: burn him! It's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, that happened fast. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've always I've always personally been uh I guess you would, you'd would call me a lumper. Uh Right. As opposed, as opposed to a splitter. Um, okay. I forgot those, you know, that's what they're called. lumpers and that, those splitters I forgot. Them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm always, you know, um at, at and it's I guess maybe because I I I come at it from a different uh, you know it just all depends on what you're into and why you're into it and some people you know really uh, like the idea of having a uh, having or keeping snakes that you could go to you know Papua New Guinea and find one that looks like that um, right and, or, or you know yeah or, or knowing where it came from or what locality it came from and you know I get it that's you know. Uh, I've, I've never really been into that side of it. You know, for me, it's always just been about eye candy. I want the coolest <laughs> looking thing. And, you know, I don't care if it's a mutt. I don't care if it's, you know, pure locality. I I don't, you know. So to me, whether they split, G, you know, they split green trees into viridus and azurius or whatever the other, you know, two subspecies he was talking about, it's not going to change what I do in my room. Um, right, right. You know, just I'm, I'm coming at it from a different angle, you know uh, as far as, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to produce and, you know, what I like and what makes me, you know, what makes me tick. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's not that, uh, you know, um, the locality is a cool thing and it's a cool, you know, it's a cool, uh, I I do like it cause it, you know, I've learned, um, I forget what talk it was. It might've even been at ICAS, uh, where somebody was talking about how um through snakes you know you you learn about other things like geography and like you know so sure so yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 cool in that regard that you know i i I probably know um well, I know I know that I could identify more Indonesian islands than the average person um, like <laughs> yeah I know
0: right <laughs> yeah yeah that that yeah, true yeah. <laughs>
3: I mean, some people probably couldn't even tell you where Indonesia is. You know, in- any yeah, in- yes. island in Indonesia. <laughs> yeah. uh, also true. So uh, uh, yeah, so you know, it, it's just a, it's just an a, you know, in a uh, opinion thing, and it's again, you know, what what you like, and um, you got to work with what you like. That's 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 rule number one.
1: Yeah, I think I think with with <clears throat> I'm kind of the same way. It was my approach to carpets. It's kind of the same thing. You know, it's like, well yeah you know I wanna keep this stuff that's you know just keep this line around, so I have this stuff and then we'll keep it that way, but come on, man, you can't beat this you know when you pop out something that's crazy looking and some kind of crazy you know color and pattern and all this stuff, yeah, yeah, like we saw uh albino bread lie uh I think it was a couple of weeks ago oh, wow. we were talking about it on the show, and yeah. holy shit and. But yeah. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, what is that?" And I'm like, ah, it's a it's a cross." So. <laughs> no, Darwin no, you know. red light like oh. cross. But damn, you can't take away from how cool that is, though. I mean, it looks well, I really can. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: God, yeah and you, it's, want... you know,
3: it's kind of the same same thing with my emeralds. You know, um, I, I I love uh, I love emeralds, and you, know, you guys were talking before the show about how. There is that crossover in the arboreal world that doesn't, you know, really uh, exist a whole lot. Um, right. In uh, mm-hmm. other, you know, other, other worlds of, of, you know, herp, uh, keeping herps. Um, right. But, you know, for, for, for me, um, I, I love emeralds almost as much as, as chondros. Uh, I, 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 think they're actually probably a little bit easier, a little bit hardier, um, a little bit easier to keep and breed, Uh, they don't, you know, they don't, you don't have any of the, they seem to be more bulletproof if you get good ones and, you know, they're well-established and all that. Um, but for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, a a Northern, a Northern Emerald that's got a bunch of, you know, gray markings up the back. I don't like that. You know, I want it to be white. I don't want any sooty gray smudges on it. You know, I want it to be nice, clean, green, crisp white, and, you know, the way you get those is by breeding a basin into a northern, and you know. So, I would say most of the emeralds that I have produced have been uh, have been you know essentially they're hybrids. Uh, you know, they, they call people call them crosses, but you know, I guess if you get technical about it, it's a Batesi by by caninus. Um Right. And you know, to me, it's an emerald tree boa. You know, I don't, I don't care. Uh, yeah. Right. I like yeah, you know, I like you know, again, I just like you know, like what I like and breed for what I like and um whether they're you know, somebody somebody somewhere decided that they needed to be separate species, you know, that's that's great. But uh it doesn't, you know doesn't affect doesn't you and your stuff. Exactly.
2: Right.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm not too I
1: mean, you know, I, I'm not too familiar with uh Emerald tree bow is as far but I, I was just looking at some of your animals earlier and like, you know, to me the my favorite chondro is, you know, that that Meraki uh you know uh green snake with the white stripe. Uh you know. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. when I'm yeah. looking at your emeralds, I'm like, Yeah, that's what I want. I just want it in a chondro, but man, they're badass. <laughs> so it's a no no to cross those two. Is that uh kinda how it is in the emerald tree bow world? For the most part,
3: again, it, it depends who you ask. You know, oh, okay, okay. I mean, right. like, Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's a no-no because I, you know, I, I like them, and right, you know, I, I, I produce them. I got the idea from Rico, who got it. Right. You know, I believe. Uh, I don't think he was even the first one to do it. This was, this was before. Uh, I think I don't know when Batsy I was officially split off from. You know, as its own. Um, species but you know I, I'm positive that when I got into the hobby they were just emerald tree bows. they were all canine right. um, and, and I've got you know like I can't I, it, if I could produce a hundred of them I think I could probably sell a hundred of them um, right. so there, there obviously are people that like them and people pay a premium for them so you know whether it's a no no or not it just kind of depends on who you ask there's some people that are like me that would you know um pay a premium for it and there's probably other people who wouldn't take the snake for free, you know? <laughs> and kind <of> <laughs> uh, well man
0: and, and that's the thing, do you think that hybridization when they were at one point combined and then were split up after they were already were in herpticulture? Do you think that people are a little maybe a little bit more forgiving of those things as opposed to the ones that came in separate, like completely separate? And then we're crossing. Yeah,
3: but I think possibly, you know, because I've never, yeah. like, I, I don't like, um, you know, like I'm not gonna gonna try to cross a a, a carpet and a ball or a, you know, something right. that's just you don't completely want, on the you. You don't want a jag spider carpal? I mean, I can't <laughs> <No>. <laughs> imagine why you wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, I don't.
0: Um, yeah, no, no, so, no.
3: <laughs> n- not that I, not that there's anything wrong with those. Um, no, no, there's if, if, lots hey, of that, things wrong
0: with the jag spider tarpon. There are. So maybe the many fact that it's wrong with a white dead Jack snake, Carpool, maybe jag, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, no,
3: there are so many things. But anyway, yeah, right. I got you. <laughs> I yeah, know what you mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't judge. So, so if if that's what you like, you know, hey, more more power to you. Breed them up. Um, right. But you know. I'm not trying to make like a Frankenstein, you know, something that's just completely, uh, you, know, <laughs> like out a there, con- you know, like
0: a
1: chondro in a short tail. <laughs> <I>
0: mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh <exactly>. my god. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's not even now. You know,
3: I, I'm not gonna lie. I have I have tried uh, to to pair a chondro and a ball before. Nothing's ever happened. What? And, and, okay. And Why? I have. Yeah. I did it strictly for, you know, this is gonna sound bad, but I did it strictly yeah. for uh for troll value. Um I was like <laughs> think about, think about it.
2: <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Think about the, think about <laughs> the <cow. laughs> That's the next think level the of comment. troll <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, <laughs> man. <laughs>
2: All right, who oh, did you sure. do
0: this to? Like, why were we trolling <laughs> first <or> people?
1: <laughs> the internet exploded that day. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, I was just hoping to, like, get a picture of him locked up or something and just, you know, that, that would just nice. make such a great post. So uh, what did you uh, use? A,
1: ma- a male chondro and a
3: and a female
1: yeah. ball python? on oh, Okay. Oh yeah, wow. of course.
3: You'd never use a female chondro for that, but, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> but, but yeah. there are certain How lines much, that you don't cross. Right? Right. Yeah, I won't now. <laughs> How much hate
0: did you get? Like, I mean, was it like instantaneous ire, or well, like what? I, well, it
3: never, it never, it never, it never happened. Like I put them together, and uh, ever, you know, nothing ever happened. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I can imagine that it would be. Uh, I don't think you even oh, have shit. to get a lock.
0: I think if you just put them in a cage And said look what I'm trying to do I'm pretty sure that oh. like, oh, we will jump to that conclusion Yeah yeah.
1: I can see uh, Bill Stiegel now He's just put on his uh, his glasses That he uses to like when he's sexing snakes oh, yeah, You know those second, doctor yeah, glasses yeah. that he's got <laughs> And he's like He's saying excellent Excellent Yeah <laughs> 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 Pull the switch. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that's great. Uh,
3: uh, awesome. Uh, so that's yeah, cool. So, but, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I, but I, I, think, I think to, to answer your, your question, I do think that it's probably uh, less frowned upon if um, it's animals that, you know. I mean, obviously, chondros back in the day when people like Trooper and Eugene Bissett and, you know, had first started trying to breed them there was no, right. there was no, def- there was definitely no separate species. I mean, there was really no right. localities. There was, you know, there was just a green tree python. Um, right. so, you know, you think about that and for, you know, pedigrees go back to the, you know, mid seventies, um, you know, and then whatever, five years ago or however, whenever they split, I don't, I don't really keep up with all that, but whenever, um, uh, you know, so, so I guess for 25 years, all of a sudden, because somebody wrote a paper saying that their, you know, their DNA is different, now all these are hybrids. Well, right, you know, okay. yeah, okay, sure. That all right, make that's only going to cool. change it. exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Okay. So with with emerald tree boas, what's like the biggest? Di- well, besides one's eggs and one's live bearing, what's the biggest difference between keeping the two? You're saying that emeralds are a little bit hardier. I always thought that they were. Uh- Gradually, more are. difficult.
3: Yeah. No, I think okay. I think they're actually hardier in, in my experience. Um, uh huh. You know, they're 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 bigger, uh, a yeah. lot bigger, a um, lot more of a robust animal. Um, you know, the the uh. I've never had one get sick. Um, wow. Even you know during actually, I have I've had one get sick. Uh, but you know, right. the chondros, especially especially females, you know, for whatever reason you can have a chondro that's bulletproof and it's a female, and then, like you even think about you put a male in the cage and the thing gets <laughs> you know seriously, that's just how it goes sometimes I, you know yeah uh, br- br- uh I guess breeding them is so you know taxing on their on their body that uh sometimes you know you could have a perfectly healthy snake and um you know, you breed it or cycle it, and then damn thing comes down with a respiratory infection, or you know, hell, sometimes they just, mm-hmm. you know, roll on you. Um, right. Yeah. And you know, that just doesn't seem to happen, at least not with me for em- with with emeralds. They're not okay. as uh, they're not as uh, uh, delicate like that. Now, that's not to say that they're like you know a ball python, but you know they do. Um, and it's—I think it's the same thing. I use this ana- analogy a lot. It's like you know, one, once you get the 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 your husbandry dialed in, they're right. fine. They're they're a, a chondro is no harder to keep than a ball python. But the problem sure. is, is when you slip up, they're just not as forgiving. Right. Um, right. And uh, I have found that emeralds are a little bit uh, less apt to get sick. A little bit, um, you know, they just. They don't prolapse. They don't right. um you know, yeah. they don't prolapsing isn't a problem, which you know is a is something that, you know, really plagues condors, especially babies. Um, right. prolapsing is a you know, a thing that you know, not like it has been for me, but like Bill uh uh Stiegel, he he's never had a prolapse, which to me is unbelievable because I have several every every year. So I don't right, know if right. it's you know, um I'm gonna I'm gonna try his uh Try some of his uh, uh, husbandry techniques this year and see if that changes anything. Um, you know, I, a lot of people. I don't think we really know exactly what causes prolapses. Um, a lot of you know, it's, it's, some people think it's you know due to meal size, or it could be you know dehydration, or it could be you know um, any number of, of, of things. But Bill keeps all his babies on um, you know with water substrate, so. Right are a lot yeah. less uh, less apt to get dehydrated. So I'm going to give that a shot this year and just see how it goes. I'm, I've, I haven't done that yet because it seems like it would be uh, a lot more work than just keeping <laughs> them on paper towels, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give it a shot and just see, you know, see what happens.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd spill it on myself at least once or twice while doing that <laughs> if I had to do that kind of crap. So. I totally understand. Like, it's the I don't really, I'm not sure if I really want to do this because I really don't want to be going upstairs every day, like soaking wet, being like, "Well, the snakes are clean." Like, you know, that's, right. I got that. <clears throat>
1: so, yeah, yeah, but it would sure be
0: prolapse, you know. So if that's that is the key, true. That, I see that. <laughs> yeah, I'll get wet I all day. That yeah, I see that double-edged right. sword there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay,
1: so. um is the breeding seasons the same as far as uh, green trees? I, are yeah. you seasonal? Do you do seasonal or like all yeah. year
3: breeding yep. type of deal? No, okay, I'm seasonal. seasonal.
0: Okay, so I mean, with,
3: with the room with the room being set up the way it is, that's really the only way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's the only way I can I can do it really uh, if I'm gonna you know if I'm gonna cycle things. But um, yeah, sure. everything's seasonal. Uh, they do seem to follow a, a, a pattern. So like every year, um, the chondros will start breeding in early winter. So like that's like late November, December, um, right? And and they always seem to uh, they always seem to produce first. So my first clutch of the year, you know, 75% of the time is always a chondro clutch. Um, gotcha. And then the, the the ball pythons kind of fall. You know, somewhere in between, they'll start breathing a little bit later. And you know, I'm not. It doesn't get it, uh, here in Alabama. You know, the, the temperatures are, are not as. Uh, I'm not able to cool my room as early as like you guys are. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, <laughs> right. I, I don't have. I don't have any air conditioning. So in the room, so it's just you know, if it's hot outside, or we have a, you know, uh, a longer fall, and you know, because it's got to get really cold outside before I can get my room you know, cooled down even to the low 70s. So, you know, if we have a long, you know, we have a long fall or, you know, whatever, um, I just, I can't, I can't cycle things. Um, So my uh, ball pythons in particular seem to run pretty good bit later than most everybody else. Um, And then the emeralds are kind of, you know, in between. Actually, I would, I would say that, out of all the litters I've had, I would say probably 80% of them have, have, have been born in the, you know, mid September to mid October range. So oh, wow. that means that you see the females ovulating, um, you know, around April and it's usually mm-hmm. April or May. And it's usually about 150, 150, 155 day gestation. Um, you know, depending on what temperature you keep them and, you know, some people say basins go longer than northerns, and, uh, you know, mine have – most of mine. I've, I've never produced a pure northern clutch I've or litter. I've produced um, uh, one, one litter, uh, one or two, one or two litters of pure basins, and then everything else that I've produced thus far has been uh, crosses. Okay. Basin okay. northern crosses. And I've done that um, using uh, 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 just, a you know – to 50-50. I've done 50-50 to, uh, to Basin. I've done, um, 50-50. I'm sorry. I've done, uh, 50-50 to Northern. Um, so, (laughs) uh, and you would think that the higher the Mm. Basin percentage, the crazier the babies end up looking. But in my experience, uh the 75% northerns have been the ones that are the most uh extreme meaning that they have really? you know a ton, a ton of white yeah yeah cool. it's weird
0: i i would not have pegged that i would have figured like you said the other direction
3: yeah and i don't know if that just happened to be just you know this particular pair that i have that you know is just mm. you know they just kind of mix up well or Um, I don't know I know there's you know there's obviously there's been other people who have uh, um, you know done the crosses and I don't know what their what their experience is I don't know if maybe you know like I said I might have just kind of gotten lucky with this um, you know with this with the pair that I've used to 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 produce most of those um, really extreme animals but uh, all the really extreme animals that I've produced have been um, 75% northern 25% basin gotcha. Uh and uh and now I don't have any I don't have any no, any northerns unfortunately I I had a, a really nice uh Miss Willie line which that's a that's a, I don't know if you guys how much you know about yep. Emerald blood line you know Miss yep. Willie's a kind of a, um one of the more well-known uh blood lines originated from I believe a guy named Paul Lord and then uh went through Rico's you know Rico's collection he produced quite a few of them and now uh, Ryan wilson has got um, probably him or, him and or Forrest Fanning um, between the two of them they've got you know most of the ones that are known. There's probably still uh, some out there that you know people who are just more you know more private or not on social media or whatever that uh, have them. But as far as you know um, the kind of more people who are out there. Um, most uh, most of the of the ones that are left are with those two guys. So gotcha. uh, I had, and that was the female that I used that um, produced all my really extreme animals. And unfortunately, this year, after I guess it was last year, eighteen, um, she gave me a really nice clutch, probably her nicest one yet. And uh, mm. she just never never got back on food, and just ended wow. up losing her a couple months later. Um, so. Uh, with her I just had I just had one other I had one other pure northern animal that was a male and he was really super nice animal from Ed Marino uh before he kind of got out of working with northerns and started focusing on um, just basins. Um this was one of the last animals he'd produced and uh as much as I liked him, you know, I I didn't want to just keep him here and not give him a chance to you know spread those right. teams around so sure. uh, right. ryan waltz ryan has got him and hopefully he'll do some good good stuff with them but you know so everything that i have now is either pure basin or uh cross of some sort
0: Do gotcha. you think it's where you're going to stay like with that kind of stuff just a pure basin across yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: So what what are you after as far as like are, I would assume you're doing some selective breeding as far as those projects go Are you trying to get a white stripes? Because I see some of your animals have like really big I guess you would call them diamonds I don't know They look like shark teeth.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Let's go with that.
1: <laughs>
3: um, yeah, they're uh, so the, the the goal started off with the cross pairings was just to produce animals that did not have the black kind of sooty markings that northerns have. I wanted gotcha. just a, a, an animal that had a nice, clean white all the way up the neck to the head. And, you know, got there's a lot, of Norther- a lot of northerns out there, even some of the really, really nice ones where you get towards the tail and they've just got these enormous, just big, clean, white markings. And as you go up the neck and get closer to the head, they just turn gray. And um, mm-hmm. so... For whatever reason, you inject the the, the the basin blood in there, and it really just cleans it up. Now, I've got a few that um, uh, that are I guess they're coming up on three years old now, and they they're also 75% northern, 25% basin, and they have just like the very very faintest uh, what looks like a, like a one scale stripe. It's not not continuous. It's broken up. Um, but you can see that kind of coming through, um, gotcha. which is which is a little odd because you know for for most of those cross pairings do not have striping. Um, they've got big clean white markings, but they don't have uh, they're they're not connected, um, and these are not connected either. But they're just you know you can you can see that uh you you just look down the back and like you know every couple inches there's like a little one scale stripe that may go you know five ten scales and then it stops and then we'll be a little bit further down there'll be another one so gotcha who who knows what what that'll happen you know what will happen but i guess the plan going forward is either just to do you know cross across or uh or or breed you know maybe try to breed um, some basin, like a nice striped basin into those females, and see if you can get the stripes come out more. Um mean, at some point, right. it's just like you know, just get a basin, you know. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, so you know, to, to me, the ones that are are the coolest are the ones that look like crosses. You know, that that just right. have that look that that you, that you don't get from from a pure basin or a pure northern. Wow.
1: So, cool. <clears throat> um, are the babies a little easier to establish than, uh, oh, what yeah. you have to do with Conjure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Way easier. Um, I mean, it's like pretty much no effort. Uh, you basically, <laughs> that's just nice. Get a- <laughs> just,
0: uh, that, that's that yeah. gotta be a wonderful uh, breath of fresh air.
3: It's Yeah. It's crazy, man. You just throw a live hopper in there and, uh, you know, you get, let them eat, three or four or five meals. And then, uh-huh. um, then I'll kind of starve them for about a month, and then offer frozen thawed, and like ninety percent of them take it like right off the bat. That's right, that's great. Yeah, huh. so it's not like not like uh, not like chondros at all. Right, is, um, you know, that's that is the most challenging thing about them. You know, br- keeping to them to- is is fi- fairly easy. Breeding them's pretty easy. Hatching the eggs is you know. I mean, yeah, they're not like again, they're not ball pythons, but they're right. they're not super crazy difficult. But you know, where the rubber meets the road is getting a baby established. That right. is uh, by by far the hardest and most challenging part of working with that species. Do you what's have any your, like oh, trick?
0: I what's don't... your what's your go-to trick for getting a chondro that is a baby uh... chondro to actually go?
3: well go, the what I started doing a couple i don't know who figured this out or how they figured it out, but it's kind of been a you know pretty well known uh fact that you know for whatever reason uh chick down um mm. they really like the smell of chick down so which is weird because you know baby condors are definitely not eating birds in the wild um <laughs> right? they're just they're so yeah. small uh but for whatever reason the the chick scent um really gets them. So, you know, now it used to be where I would like, you know, try to, you know, basically torture myself for, you know, like a month trying to sit there and, you know, you know, it's a dark room and I've got my one little I've got my one little, you know, heat light on and I'm sitting there, you know, in my chair and I've got a rack and, you know, probably a beer or 12 and, you know, I'm trying to you know, sit there and tease feed, tease feed, tease feed. And it's just like you sit there and you spend 20 minutes working on one snake and it doesn't eat. And then, uh, uh, so a couple, a couple of, a couple years ago, I just started doing right off the bat, chick scent first try, no matter what. So I, nope. I, I start them all off on chick scent. Chick scent, just that, right off the bat? Yeah, right off the bat. Don't even try without it. Um, right. Okay. And, and uh, i find that with that i probably have a 75 percent uh hit rate on the first uh on the first try you know you're gonna that's have some bad.
0: that are that's, yeah. that's good for con that's good condro numbers you know yeah, oh, jesus
3: totally. <laughs> um and then you know you're gonna have some animals that are gonna be more skittish and flighty and those are always the ones that are the hardest uh to get mm-hmm. you know to get going um right just because you can't you know you can't uh They, they, you open the tub and they're immediately on guard and they just, you know, you touch them and they, you know, jump off the perch. And I I had one this past year, man, that, that it was easily the hardest one I've ever, like, I'd be sitting there trying to, trying to T-speed it and the thing would just, like, you know, freak out and actually, like, jump on the tongs and, like, start climbing up the tongs and trying to, you know, just trying (laughs) to escape. Um, so, you know, you do get those, um, so you know that that's that's pretty challenging, and then you know if they go a month or so and you can't your know, chick scent doesn't work and then you go to the you know pink heads um right which you know you just kind of get them to uh there's really no magic to it being a pink head it's not like a scenting thing or anything it's just like you you get that in their mouth and you don't have to like force it in, and they can't, right. it's difficult for them to spit it out, you know, because there's nothing, mm-hmm. to, to, they can't get any traction on it because it's all in their mouth. So they'll right. sit there and, you know, rub it on the paper towel or rub it on the side of the cage for five or 10 minutes, and finally they just give up and swallow it. And then after a couple times of that, then, you know, uh, another percentage of them will, you know, kind of come online and uh, take off from that point. Oh, do you find geez.
1: that, like, once you get, the, once a baby takes, you know, how many meals do you feel confident in, like, that it's pretty solid at that point? Is there a
3: number? Does it depend on? Yeah, I mean, it really just depends. You know, I don't typically sell it. Well, I don't really sell babies anymore, period, unless I've just gotten, you know, overrun right them, which that hasn't, right. Ha- mm-hmm. that hasn't happened <laughs> in, in, in a while. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the general rule is 10. 10 good feedings um, before, you know, I would feel comfortable selling it to, selling something to a beginner. Um, You know, obviously if I'm selling it to somebody that I know is experienced or, you know, whatever, then you you, you can kind of tell. You know, you can kind of tell from the very first feeding. Some of them are just going to be really aggressive, great feeders right from the very beginning. And, you know, you just, you know. I mean, you open the tub and they're like coming out of the tub, you know, wanting to, to strike and then there's other yeah yeah I mean you can get them yeah. to eat every time, but it takes five minutes. Or you know, um, yeah. Usually once they hit the six month six month once they once they get up to like hopper, hopper or fuzzy my, fuzzy or hopper mouse size, then you know once you're pretty much home free at that point. They're all you know what what I call sight feeding, which you know they're just looking to. You open the tub at night and they're just looking to to bite whatever you put in front of them, you know.
0: Yeah, first thing in the door. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> um. So okay, cool. So you do you do uh,
1: Amazon? Uh, not. I mean. Uh, yeah. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> I have no Amazon idea. Amazon tree I bows too? Amazon tree I was going like, to say Amazon tree bows, and I'm like, wait a minute. Are we talked no, about yeah, wait, no. No, we talked
3: emeralds. Okay, we, talked Emeralds. Yeah, we didn't I talk did, about I've, I've got got some I've just got a small trio of Amazons that um actually my, my my buddy Chris and I own them. We we went in together and and bought a really nice trio. Um I've got 1.1 calicos and then a female uh tiger um which Ooh. I believe those are all Kodom uh codom morphs. Um yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm still a little bit shaky on how the genetics work, but I think they're all uh, – I think those are all CODOM, uh, co-dom mutations. Um, so I don't, I don't know if there is a uh, – I say I'm a little shaky because I don't, I don't know if there's like a super calico or a super tiger, um, like there is like, you know, like a typical, you know, uh, carpet or ball right. python CODOM. Sure. And you've got a mm-hmm. super form and i i'm i'm not sure that there are superforms of these so i don't know if codon is actually the you know correct, correct term order. but i think yeah. That, yeah that's that's what most people call them uh but um so yeah they're you know they're really cool too they're kind of like a uh you know they're they're um the calicos are really cool very red uh red animals and i've got um my, my uh, our big female she's got a lot of red. She's also got this real, uh, dark velvety black that, um, you know, probably from two thirds of her body to the tail, uh, I'm sorry, from about a third of the way down to the tail is I would say mostly black and really super iridescent and shiny. And I mean, not like Bolin's kind of, kind of level, but, um, you know, that's, like the closest thing i could think of to de- to describe it you know it's just a real 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 black real velvety iridescent kind of kind of look um and then the tiger is basically a you know kind of like a, a dull orange snake with um dark red or orange kind of racing stripes to go all the way yeah, down that, that thing is Jesus. cool man <laughs> that is I just cool. posted
1: a picture from your instagram over in the chat and that
3: that that, that turns heads,
2: man. <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah, oh. yeah, they're 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 cool, and they're you know they're 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 uh, a lot more. From what I can, you know, this is my first experience with them. I've never really kept them. Maybe when I was a kid, I had a few. Um, sure. As I was working, working my way up to emeralds, but um, have not kept any, and you know, except for these. Uh, for th- these are pretty much my first ones, um, so I don't really know, you know. Uh, I know these have been bulletproof. Um, they've been very hardy, hadn't had any problems with them. They've been super easy to you know just keep them like everything else in the room. Um, sure, you know a couple bad sheds you know uh, just from not either you know uh, especially the tiger for whatever reason that that orangey kind of yellowy color it's when they go in the mm. blue, it's not as obvious. So if you're not paying really close attention, you could overlook that they're opaque, and then, you know, you let the cage dry out and have a bad shed. That, that's that's about the worst that's happened. Um, gotcha. You know, and it's, soak them overnight, and then it, they get it off. Good to go. Uh, so so. How would
0: you compare them to, like, the emeralds? Are they easier, harder, about the same? Because I always felt like how you said you work your way up the emeralds by working with these yeah. guys.
3: Yeah, m- mainly I think that's because of, of the cost. You know, the costs right. are a lot more affordable. Yeah. You know, you, could get, you can get a nice Amazon for, you know, hell, you can get a nice garden phase captive bred animal for probably, you know, $150, 200 Um mm-hmm. You know, whereas a captive bred emerald, you're going to pay, you know, a lot more than that. So a right. lot of people start <laughs> off with the Amazons. If anything, I would say they're a little bit harder only because right. of their uh, temperament. Like right. mine are not they're not like super aggressive. Like they're not going to like try to uh, like go out of their way to bite or anything, but they're extremely aware of what's going on. Like, you know, um, condros, emeralds, like, you know, it's not uncommon to walk into my room and, you know, every single one of them is in the same spot that they've been in for the last five days. The, the, The Amazons are a lot more active and like sometimes I'll come in the room and turn the light on and you'll see all three of them immediately go off the perch and go in their high box. Or, <laughs> y- you know, like when I had them in tubs and I was growing them up, like, you know, an emerald or a chondro, you open its tub during the day. As long as you don't touch it, it's going to like pretty much just stay perched. Ignore you. But these, yeah, yeah but these guys no, you take the perch out and they're all over the place. They're, you know, right. kind of in the, they're on guard, you know, they're, um, kind of got the, you know, S, S, S curve and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just, they're, they're, they're a lot more high strung. So for that reason, I would say they're, you know, uh, em- emeralds are like big and dopey, uh, compared, <laughs> compar- comparatively <laughs> you know, right. They're right. Just slower, awesome. they're, 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 they're a lot fatter. They're chunkier. They're slow moving. Um, Whereas the Amazon, you know, especially for like a, a beginner, you know, you, you probably don't want a snake that's going to be, on guard all the time like that. You know, it's going to be yeah, kind of no. more high strung and, and more high strung and flighty. Uh, right. So you know, for that for that reason only, I would say that they're uh, maybe a little more difficult. But and and I think you know from what I've from what I've um, read and gathered, they're probably a little more forgiving of husbandry mistakes or, you know, uh, things like that. But, you know, again, you get the setup dialed in and that's really not a, not a concern unless you, you know, unless right. you either overlook something or, you know, you have a thermostat malfunction or, you know, you know, you know right. different things that can happen, but <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. Absolutely.
1: Um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to, I think, uh, shit, I just lost my train of thought. Damn it. I have no idea idea what you're trying to do here. (laughs) Yep. Damn. What the hell was I just going to ask? I don't know. Go ahead. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It'll give me oh, I I know what I was going to ask. Never mind. I'm sorry. uh, All right. I was (laughs) was flipping through your page and it was like animals that you worked with before and I saw you had ring pythons on there. Yeah, did, you, yeah. did you ever breed them?
3: I did not. No, I couldn't take the... Uh, I could not take the... Those were by far the messiest snakes I've uh, ever no. kept. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it was terrible. <laughs> like, you okay. feed them, and they shit every day for five days afterwards, and they just yes. smear it all over everything, and yeah, they fall through yeah. it. I yeah, was like, yeah. man, you know what? These guys are not for me. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, well, that ever... was my experience with the ring pythons.
1: Okay. Did you ever make it to adult size, or was it yeah as babies? Yeah, yeah, babies. Oh, Okay. Okay. I
3: mean, you know, as babies, it's easy. You know, it's easy to right. clean a tub, but when you've got a a four or five footer <laughs> and it's a cage and there's you know <laughs> smeared 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 with on the glass, chills, right? yeah, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. like nah, I think I'm I think I'm good. Okay. And I've what also about, heard they're, they're pretty hard to get established, too. I like a lot of work to yeah, get them, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. Once, I think
1: they're like, you know, it's probably similar to like chondros. Once you get them going, they're good. Same with blackheads. Right. Like, it's right. getting them right. going is, is the difficult yep. part, you know. Yep. So probably because they eat geckos in the wild or something like that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know. yeah. What about uh short tails? I mean,
3: you don't work yeah. with them
1: anymore, but you you did in the past. Art. I or did. What are some yeah, of the cool I things you
0: work for. Yeah,
3: Don't have them anymore. I had a nice uh super nice trio of them for a while. Um I yeah. got I got cool. one, I think one came from uh from Keith McPeak back when he used to nice. work with them and then nice. um I'm trying to remember who I got the other ones from. I, I don't know. I had 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 uh, 1.2 of them. And right. uh, Brett produced a clutch or two. And, you know, for me with them, like my, you know, I, I know that a lot of people say that they're not like this, but man, all three of mine were just complete psycho. Like, Thank so, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mine was insane. Yeah, I hated yeah. mine. They, they were just um like I couldn't, you couldn't pick them up like you couldn't without no! getting bit. Like you couldn't, you couldn't reach yeah. in the cage and get them, and then they don't they don't ride a hook, so you can't hook them. Nope. Um, they just jump off the hook, and you know they 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 spray you, and I mean so
0: they throw so, their the ribs out, so you can't like one hand underneath them because they just
3: bounce no. right off.
0: No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I dropped they, my, they, I they, dropped they, mine off at Matt Minutola's. I'm like they, I don't like this thing anymore. So yeah, that was. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they do now. this
3: weird thing when you when you hook them, they do this mm-hmm. thing where they like it's almost like they straighten their body out really fast. Yeah, almost like like jump off the hook. So yeah. you can't you can't you can't hook them and you know it's like every time yeah. I had to you know to 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 you know clean which the good thing is they don't you don't have to clean the cage don't. very often because they they shit like twice a year or something like that but um <laughs> yeah so that's the deal with them you know i did i produced a, a clutch or two uh, most of my stuff was kind of like the uh super stripe line i think it was called
2: sure Which, um, I, don't, I don't
3: i don't think it's a morph i think it's kind of more like a bloodline thing uh like a polygenic trait um but uh so yeah beautiful snakes um you know, really cool to look at, produce some nice babies, but, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't, you know, like. Didn't fit in. Yeah. If, yeah. You know, if I got a, if I'm, if I'm dreading having to go down and clean the cage because I'm going to get bit <laughs> or I'm going to get, you know, sprayed in the face with uraceus <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah you know, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll pass on that. Uh, and that's yeah. like a ticking time bomb, man. You're holding that end, and you're just, you know, that that's lo- like a loaded gun. You know, it's just like it's ready to spray the shit
3: out of you. Yeah, literally, mine was. <laughs> I, man, mine was. I had one that was that was like a uh, uh, marksman, like it, it could like get you right <laughs> in the face every time. Oh. going <laughs> go it, to hell. It's, it's like a spitting cobra in like, reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't like a uh, like they just let it all go at once. It was like a little stream, like almost like a like if you have a, a, a spray bottle and you put it on like the stream setting, you know, uh. it was just like a little stream of water. I mean, it could it could uh, that's what it did, and it did it every uh. time. Damn it! Uh, that, that sounds like it
0: oh. my Timor. <laughs>
3: My one, my one team
0: where you you touch it and it just starts leaking. And I'm like, I didn't do anything to you. Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't do
2: oh,
0: anything man. to you. I've, I've heard those guys are pretty messy too, are they? It's, yeah, it's weird. I, I have two adult ones, and they're horrible. But then I have three younger ones, and the younger ones are much cleaner. And I'm like, I, is this a <laughs> learned behavior? What the hell's going on here? So, but it's, you know... <laughs> the male. If I when I when I hook the male, I purposely grab him like by the vent, and like this is just like no, please God, don't do it. if I don't have my hand on his vent, he's everywhere. It's spraying all over. And I yeah. love these animals. Apparently, so I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. No
3: <laughs> one yeah, likes they're torture. Really, I, I, they're really they beautiful. I, I uh they're, I've thought about thought about you know. Trying to, uh, I, I've definitely thought about buying them at a show before. You know, it's like, man, that's something that you don't see every day, and it's really cool. And then, started so I did a little more research on them. I was like, oh you know, <laughs> 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 apparently
0: doesn't do research. Yeah, so like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it
1: feels so see, delicate, I'll, like. The ones that I oh, had, yeah. like you pick it up and you're like, you just know that if you like move the wrong way or something, you're getting sprayed. And you can feel like, you can feel like the it's like a loaded gun, man. It's just like ready to go. Yeah. It's, it feels
0: like a yeah, like a work. balloon,
1: water balloon or something, you know.
0: Yep. Yes. Yes. God, them, exactly. Them and That's the retics, I wait. I wait till they're in their hide boxes, and then I pull the whole box out, clean real quick, and then put it back in. So yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Owen! What are you going
1: to do when that thing's like fifteen feet? I, don't
2: worry about it. <laughs> that, oh, good that,
0: lord! That is future Owen's that, problem. All right, that guy's a jerk, I, so it's okay. I can
3: hear it now. I, I, I'm sorry. Li- I'm sorry, I listeners. I uh, read, yeah. I thought that I'd read something about how they—you uh, clean the cage, and they like to to dirty it like immediately afterwards. Immediately, yeah. It's yes. It's yes. one of the things where. Um, I
0: will, I'll pull the bin with the Timor out, I'll clean the cage, I'll put it back, and sometimes as I'm putting it back, they're rocketing out of the, out of the hide box to whip around their cage a couple, like do a couple laps of the cage, Uh, so uh, sometimes they'll go right out and they'll be like scared and they'll just pee or musk right on the fresh uh, stuff, so yeah, yeah. they're going to be on dirt soon where I don't have to worry about such things, so
1: yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we got about, what, 10 minutes. So, Owen, you can put the closing questions, but I'm I'm going to, I'm going to check guitar for a second. Okay. So give me a little bit. Okay, like be
3: quiet. like
1: <laughs> what's your, what's, what kind of music you into? What kind of music you can
3: play? What, what's the deal with the, with your music part? Um, you know, I, I like, uh, there's two kinds of music. There's good and bad. And, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like you already. And, yeah. And, <laughs> I, I like uh, I pretty much like some music from almost every genre. You know, okay. um, I like I like rock. Obviously, you know, I'm I'm really into. I like I like kind of jam bands. I like Fish. I'm a huge Fish fan. Widespread Panic. Yep. Um, you know, Grateful Dead. Um, I really like Dropkick Murphys, which is completely something different. Nice. I really like. Yep. I really like. Uh, uh, I saw a band a few weeks ago that um, I didn't even know existed, and they've been around for 20 years. They're called Gogol Bordello, and they're like, okay. uh, it's almost like uh, I think they're, the, the genre that they classify themselves as is gypsy punk. So it's they've okay. got like this Russian this Russian lead singer, and it's like a ten you know ten piece band with you know percussion and you know um, um, nice. uh, violin and you know just cr- off-the-wall, off-the-wall stuff. Uh really like, you know, some classic rock, The Stones, um, you know, The Beatles, uh, Stevie mm-hmm. Ray Vaughan, you know, kind of kind of the whole gamut yep. of cl- classic rock. Um, I like old-school hip-hop. Um, okay. You know, really, really, when I was in high school, I was all into gangster rap. So I like okay. Ice Cube and NWA and, you know, Snoop, kind of the old-school stuff. Never really got into... Tupac or, or Biggie, um, but everything kind of pre that Run DMC, you know, um, Digital Underground. Really like that stuff. I really like uh, uh, old school country. Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. Um, okay. You know, t- kind of uh, like I said. The only thing that I don't, <laughs> I could say that I don't like is like new country is is about the worst thing <laughs> that, that there is. Pop
1: country. Um,
3: yeah, pop pop country. <laughs> really yeah. not a big pop, you know, pop uh pop kind of kind of kind of guy, but uh yeah, for the most part I like um anybody who's really good, you know, what I like about jam bands is that um all those guys are really great musicians. Um yes. so whether you like, you know, whether you like the the style of music or not, I like that they can just get up on stage and improvise and you know, no show is the same. Um I think I've seen fish, you know, I don't know, 50 times or something like that. And, you know, no, no show is, is the same. They're all different. Right. Um, yeah. You know, they may, they may take a song you hate and jam it for 30 minutes, but that's just, you know, that's just part of it. You know, and then you may right. go to another show and then they may play all your favorites. You know, you just never know. They change it up every night, um, which is what I right. like. Never, you know, never kind of, never know what to expect. So. Very cool. Um, so, yeah. And then as far as what I play, uh. Haven't really been playing a whole lot um, lately, but we have uh, a couple of a couple of friends. We're, we have a cover band, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the hardest thing about being in a band at this age is not playing the music. It's getting like you know four grown men that uh, can, play music. <laughs> that can yeah. play music. Yeah,
1: I know, yeah. it's impossible. When, <laughs> you know,
3: when somebody you know, like when all four of us have the same uh, block of time that we can practice, it's like oh man. Holy shit! Holy crap! You yeah. Know? Um. Okay. So that's you know that's kind of the hardest part. But our, our our drummer uh kind of moved houses, and that's where we you know we had a that's where our practice spot was. So he okay. moved, and then you know he he's been fixing his basement up, and finally just got everything fixed up because you know I'm I'm not gonna like uh, lug gear around um to go practice right. for a couple of hours, you know. So yeah. Um. Now we have a setup where I can just. You know, we leave everything set up and I just show up with my guitar and leave all my, you know, amp and pedals and all that shit over there, show right. up with the guitar, plug in, is ready to go, just flip the switch and, you know, start playing. Um, the, the, the hour of setup pre and post is, is no fun. So right. um, be- <laughs> because of that, we have not been pre- playing very much, but, you know, here in the last uh, month uh, we finally have our, our practice space back and uh, I think we've practiced maybe two, two or three times in the last, um, in the last six weeks or so. So we're kind of trying to, trying to ease back into it. Cool. All right. Yeah. Favorite guitar player. Ooh, favorite guitar player. Wow. Um, you know, I think, uh, 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 like ever, favorite guitar player. Ever? Yeah. yeah.
0: Ever. You have to pick Most inspirational to you. We're making this wow.
2: difficult. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I, I I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I guess I would, I guess I could, I would say, uh, um, geez, I guess I would have to say probably like Dwayne Allman. Okay. Is, he's got, he's got to be up there. Um, okay. you know, I, I would, I guess if I had to, if I had to say one, I would say him, um, you know, top three, I would say Jimmy Page is up there. I would say, uh, Trey Anastasio from Fish is up there. Um, uh, golly, who else? Uh, mm. It's just it's so, so hard to so hard to pick. I really like the slide I know. slide slide kind of style. Slide. You know, I'm not really not really good at it, but right. uh, but Dwayne Allman obviously was you know master. Hell yeah! Uh, so um, that yeah, I, I would say I would say that that's probably and Prince. You know, Prince is a is a freaking. Mm-hmm he's amazing car. yeah, hell yeah, yeah. okay, um uh, just you know all kinds of all kinds of styles I like that how how versatile he was um you mm-hmm. know, he, he could play everything from you know the pop prints that everybody knows, and you know then you listen to some old school stuff, or if you ever get a chance, you should uh there's a YouTube video of um uh I think it's George Harrison's induction into the Hall of Fame, and they're right. playing like. There's like an all-star cast, like Tom Petty's oh, up there, that. and yeah, uh, that's yeah, cool. and then they're playing Wal- Walmart <laughs> Gently Weed. Yes, and freaking, oh. there's all these, there's all these superstars on stage, and Prince like just struts out there for just joke yeah. he's like not not yeah. on stage when they're no, playing no. the song. He just walks out like you know with like a freaking cheetah skin trench coat and his guitar, and just rips it. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then at the, you know, at, when he's done, he just flings his guitar up in the air, and turns around and walks off stage. And I, I guess just somebody leave. comes up behind him and, 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 and catches it, you know. But right. whole like the whole showmanship and stage presence and all that, he he was, uh, you know, he's up there too. Gotcha.
1: Okay. And then cool. my, I guess my, I got two more questions. First one, go to acts. <laughs> what's the what's the go to guitar? F-G. SG. SG okay all yeah.
0: right i have no idea heavy what that strings, means, so heavy strings right.
1: light <laughs> strings are you uh, are you uh, uh, uh ten. You know? ten. 10 10 what is that, okay medium?
0: Yeah. that's medium okay all right
1: all right and yep. biggest gig you've ever or coolest gig whatever however you want to phrase it that you've ever played
3: uh probably here we have a uh it's called Birmingham it's called the magic city uh okay. and there's a Magic City Brewfest that happens every year, and um, cool. it's in this old uh, old uh, steel furnace, um, kind of just outside of downtown. And we've got to play it one year, and there's probably I'm going to say maybe 2,500 people there, and nice, it's a pretty big you know pretty big uh, uh, venue. Um, mm-hmm. But when we played it, it freaking like was pouring down rain, so everybody was in under the tent where we were, so, oh, that was cool. Really cool yeah, so you know it's usually at a, at at an event like that when you're playing, you're just kind of background noise, you know, but uh right at this one, um everybody was kind of forced to listen to us, so it was kind of cool
1: so here i so i'm I'll give you a quick story when when i was i think I was maybe eighteen, I played in this band with these older guys. And we play for this band. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're called uh, Townsend Toller Band. Did you ever hear of them? Okay, I, no, I haven't. Some, somehow they're somebody from again. I, I probably should know this, but somehow they're associated. One of the guys that was in the Almond Brothers or something played in that band. Okay, and I, and at okay, the time cool. I was like, uh, here I am. I'm 18. I'm like, I, what? Who? I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> like at the you yeah, know, I was on the shred oh at my the time. God. They're like, you know, yeah. you never heard the whipping post and I'm like, Nope, never heard it, you know? It does it go I'm like you know, and they're like, No, and you know, then then I got introduced to like uh I guess more blues type of rock, which is kind of where yes. I sit, you know, and uh yeah. jamming that kind of thing, you know. And um yep. Yeah. I I saw them and I was like, holy shit. That was like next level. But, yeah.
3: yeah, cool. Yeah, I, right. I like blues, blues-based stuff. If you ever uh, you should check out the uh there's a band called the North Mississippi All-Stars if you've never heard of them. North? Uh Okay. Yeah. North Mississippi All-Stars it's like a hill country kind of it's called hill country blues. Um this is the kind of the, the 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 genre within blues that it's in. And uh the guitar player is just amazing. He's kind of in that You know, plays a lot of slide, a lot of finger, kind of finger style, um, but electric. Oh, nice. Right. Cool.
1: you have to check them out. And then I'm going to tell you, maybe for all the guitar players that are out there, you should check out this. I I just started watching it. I watched, there's 63 episodes. I watched all 63 (laughs) because they were so good. It's only like maybe 15 minutes, right? But like when I'm running on the treadmill or whatever. But anyway, it's called What Makes This Song Great, and it's by Rick Beato. If you're into music at huh. all, you have to look this up and watch it. He covers all genres, all different types. and he breaks down the, the songs into like individual tracks. Uh, it's, it's it's incredible. It's if you're into music, you will dig this. I, I, I think you'll. You know, like what's it called? So. What makes the song it's called great? Yeah, the 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 guy's channel. He, his name is Rick Biotto, and um, it's like I think his channel is actually called All Things Music but he has like a series of videos and there's called what makes this song great. I mean, he goes from everybody, from, you know, uh, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, uh, Nirvana, Allison Chit, like every kind of the police, like just any hmm. kind of Tom Petty, like just if the song is cool like, and then you're I like that. Yeah. You're listening to it and you're like, Oh shit. You know, you hear all these things that are like put in the mix that you don't hear. And like, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Check it, like it out. Dive You'll in like deeper. it. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely yeah. That you you will not be disappointed with that. Okay. Back to snakes. Go ahead, Owen. Close the question. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well,
0: all right. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, obviously the first one is, uh, if you could keep any animal without restrictions of price and or legality, what would it be? And why?
2: Wow.
3: Um, gee whiz. Any animal, Anyone? any animal period. Um, I, you know i I don't know that's a good question I, I guess maybe like uh maybe like some sort of big monitor lizard you know i really? see i see yeah I see all these uh you know i've never i've always liked lizards, but they're you know again so much work and maintenance and daily feeding and bugs and everything else that I've just never you know uh-huh. like I don't, I don't need that type of uh complication in my life right now but the uh uh i it, more and more, as like similar with 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 snakes, um, these mm-hmm. monitors that everybody always thought were so mean and you know would bite you, and now you know now you get captive red ones, and I see people on you know uh, YouTube and Instagram, and they're like dogs, you know they're they're tame yeah. and they're really smart, and um, you know I guess if I had the space and the and the uh, the time to do it. I guess I'd pick that, like maybe a big cross yeah. monitor or uh, you know a komodo. Oh. With, uh, Nice. You know, my 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 friend had a Croc
0: monitor years back, and he got rid of it, and then he just got a pair of juvenile Crocs, and I'm like, these guys are much more laid back than your original yeah. Croc. Like these, they look a little bit a little bit better in the whole. Like they're not looking at me through the glass and with sure. ill intent. Like you know, yeah, it's a little bit better. <laughs> so definitely very yeah. cool. Uh, um, next would be if you could go herping anywhere in the world, where would you want to go and what would you be hoping to find?
3: I would want to go to uh, new Guinea and, mm-hmm. um, I would obviously want to find, you know, condros, um, uh, Bolins. And I really like, I don't know what it is about new Guinea. Um, that's always kind of, uh, you know, definitely a bucket list thing for me to go there. Um, more so than just, you know, some random place in Indo. Uh, I always like the culture there for whatever reason, you know, the, the, you can see photos of the different tribes and whatever. And even though they're different, there's something about them. We're like, Oh, I know exactly where that photo was taken, even though I have no idea what tribe this is or, you know, where in New Guinea it is. You're, you you know, it's New Guinea. Um, Right. I've always liked, like that about the place.
0: Do you think seeing a Condro in the wild would change your perception about keeping them or how you keep them?
3: Uh, probably not. I mean, I think it'd be a cool thing to, to, to see, but, um, you know, I, I probably not for me. Um, you know, I mean, I feel like not that, not that things, you know, you can always, something can always be improved. Um, Mm -hmm. and we certainly don't have all of the, uh, captive husbandry completely figured out especially not with green trees but um you know like i don't think it would i'm not the kind of guy that's gonna go and do like you know like experimental stuff with my collection i'm gonna stick to what i know you know even right. though it may not even though it may not be uh, there may be a better way to do it i'm not gonna like be the one that you know so try to figure it, it out
0: yeah
3: <laughs> you know? okay nice so,
0: I guess the uh, last question would be: How would somebody get in touch with you if they want to talk shop or inquiry about a chondro or um, emerald yeah, or anything so, like
3: that? So, you know, uh, F- Facebook Messenger is is probably the best way. Instagram is is a good way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a member of all of the Green Tree Python groups uh, on Facebook. Um, so I would say that's probably the best, you know, that's probably the best way. I, I, a couple of years ago, I kind of, you know, had so much, so much snake stuff on my social media that um, it was like all I would see, you know, so I'd log into Facebook mm-hmm. and just be like nothing but snake stuff. So I don't have like a lot of uh, friends of like, you know, I'm not friends with a lot of people that I don't like personally know um, or sure, like, right. you know, at least met, you know, at least met before. But, um, you know, always try to respond to to messages. Um, and I'm, you know, long as uh, I have time, I'm, I'm always down to talk snakes or try to, you know, answer questions or, you know, whatever. And as far as, uh, availability goes, you know, like I was saying earlier, I don't usually, I don't keep waiting lists anymore. Um, really just kind of, you know, keep things. And once I decide to sell them, I just throw them up there and, you know,
0: First, first come first, first serve
3: time for, first come first serve
0: yep <laughs> I right
3: like, i like that
0: that's awesome cool well we, we 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 hope you have massive success with the albino chondro uh oh, project that. and get 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 that kicking up off the ground that'd be a really cool thing to see come yeah. out for you you know awesome oh, well, yeah. i
3: appreciate it yeah mm. so yeah i hope cool. i hope uh I'm going to, I'm going to keep trying, you know, I'm, 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 I'm whatever. We're, we're uh, come, along. Coming, up on, coming up on 20 years in the project now. So. <laughs> oh my uh, God. You know, <laughs> whether man. I never produce another one or not, I'll always be working on it. You know, so it's just one of those, uh, one of those, one of those things. Hopefully it'll happen. We'll right. see. All right. Got awesome, man. Well, thanks point. for hanging you out guys. with
1: us tonight and best of luck. And
3: yeah. Yeah, man.
0: Keep us posted. Thanks for having me.
3: Thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah. It's always, uh, always another, entertaining.
0: I bet you had another iCast whenever that happens. So, nah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, you guys all have right, a good
3: man. night.
1: You too, man. We'll see you. All right. All you. right. Bye-bye. Cool. Very, very good yeah. show. Very good show. You know, have a good
0: time. And, I, and I, I think I put him up there with, like, Keith, where it's like, who do I want to have success it's like I really want him to have success with the albino chondro project, just like how I really want Keith to breed Boland. It's like because you've worked at it. You've done yeah. all the legwork. You've done the you work. you put 20, 20 years into the project. Like, I, I would love that for that to happen. A... Holy shit. Ugh, I... And there are people out there who, if if the snake doesn't breed after four years, they quit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, think about scrubs, man. They're just oh like, oh my what? God. Together this
1: season, nothing happened. I'm out.
0: <laughs> nothing happened. I bought them. I bought them last month. What the hell? Freaking things are broken. I'm selling these. Like, ah, uh, right. okay,
1: yep. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Um. Okay, so I guess we're gonna uh, go through it. So next week, we've been uh, yep. a little um, green tree happy for the past couple weeks. Um, but uh, yep. Martin Martin Rosemond is coming back from uh, Martin so we're going back into our carpet world. And uh,
2: oh, thank God! <laughs>
1: they feel a little more comfortable but uh, i do (laughs) (laughs) if you don't know who martin is uh go check out his uh, facebook page martin r morelia and uh you can uh, see what the hype is about guy has some amazing carpet pythons and he's also working with moluccan scrubs um yeah he's got uh he's got a pretty nice collection i know he has some i think he has some crazy boas and stuff too that uh that he's that he's hiding away but um yeah we'll be touching base with him seeing what he's got going on this season i'm sure he's gonna have some cool stuff um he would be the one guy that uh you know was sort of taking the the gamma uh diamond jungle jag project to the to the next level Ran with it. so yeah yeah so uh hats off to him so he was on the show before, but uh it's always good to catch up and uh see what's going on. Um so that's next week. And uh for us, MorayPythonRadio.com, dot com. I am almost fin- I gave Owen a little sneak peek of the website. What did you think? You think it looked cool or what?
0: I I did. I did like that and I liked everything I saw so far. So we'll uh I, I kinda can't wait for you to like open it up and I'll be like, Oh like so <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to that you did good, you know, yeah, on my website,
2: <laughs> it's a,
0: dude, it's
1: a process, you know, because I'll like do a page Always. and then I'm like, oh, I don't like the way this looks or it like looks great. <laughs> and then i come back and I'm like, no, nah, this doesn't look good. You know?
0: No, so. no. It's, I thought it did, but no. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard. And, and people like people are talking all this week about what do we do if Facebook goes away? It's like well, get get a website because you can design it yourself. And I'm like that that is a challenge, but it's so worth it in the end because then it's yours and no one can ever yeah. stop you. Nobody yeah. can tell you you can't do whatever. So whatever, exactly, right?
1: So yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, so you can uh, check out us. Uh, we're all over the place: uh, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Um I guess at some point maybe down the road we'll have you we do have a YouTube channel, but there's really nothing on it.
0: Um I told I told that, you, we've been told many times I have a face for radio, so I don't think we want to have a visual media attachment. Eh,
1: maybe we'll yeah. uh maybe we'll kick out the
0: okay.
1: uh the Northeast Carpet Fest, which
0: is on <laughs> June eighth in Warminster PA. Uh shirts yes, will be coming. <laughs> soon. And if you are <laughs> yeah. coming you need to contact myself or Eric. Let us know what dish you wish to bring. It has to serve 10 people and you need to make sure it is ready to go and put it on the, on to the table. So if you need to use an oven, let us know. And you have to put it in the oven. If you need to use the grill, let us know. And then you have to use the grill. Um, also, uh, anybody who's out there who wishes to donate to the auction, let us know, uh, any kind of thing, voucher, t-shirt, animal, fun thing you think you want to see me or Eric attempt to explain at an auction. Um, <laughs> last year, last year, I, had I, some I year. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. Um, last okay. year, I put my goatee on the line. That won't happen. Maybe we'll shave Eric this year. So, you know, we'll, we'll figure stuff out Ooh. Just let us know what you guys are thinking. Yeah. You can shave my goatee. No problem. <laughs> you don't have a goatee. Like, grow one. like my father. Like my father, like if he goes a day without shaving, something's wrong, he has to peel skin off. Like, no, nah, it's weird, but um, uh, yeah, that's it's on. on. I'm growing one
1: so
2: that I have it, like,
0: it. <laughs> and
1: then
0: we're gonna I want shave it. Do
1: it. it,
2: do,
0: yep, it. I'm do doing it. You got a month,
1: right. here we go. One month, we're gonna see how much bushier it is than yours that you've been growing oh,
0: for oh, a okay. year, <laughs> uh, you know. Let's we'll see, we'll see if you get upgraded from Hobbit to Dwarf if you got a big bushy beard <laughs> hanging down. Hey, I'm not going bushy beard, but I'm gonna go Hey well, I'm it. just saying. Go
1: with,
0: yeah. anyway, anyway. Soul patch, um, maybe you
2: want to go soul patch? Soul patch I we I, I, well
0: I think you should I think you should do the uh the, the soul patch that eventually gets long enough that we can braid it and you just do that. Ah, so, nice. Yeah, you can rock that for a bit. Anyway. Um now we've totally gone off the rails. Um, <laughs> no worries. If if
2: you want
0: to if you want to get into the auction, contact myself or Eric. Um, and it is June eighth. Uh, what we did say is some people have contacted me wanting to know if Carpet Fest is the only thing going on that weekend. We've kind of been batting around the ball about setting something up. We haven't set anything up yet. Um, but I did say that anybody who wants to, if they get in contact with me. The Friday before Carpet Fest, if they want to come over and see my stuff, they can. I'll let anybody over here to check out my collection and then Saturday you can go check out Eric's. So right?
2: But,
1: yeah. Okay, cool. That Unless
0: you're Rob um, Stone. Rob's not allowed. Sorry, Rob. Well we're I think we're
1: coming Thursday. I hope you know that, right? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh well, okay. okay. I do now. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh
1: I think so. We got to work that out since it's only a month away. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> we, we, we're so behind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. An we're horrible. really slacking this year. Holy <laughs> shit! <suck>. It <laughs> is what it is, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it right. a rough year for me for work, so it is what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. It'll still be awesome. Carpet Fest, uh, especially the Northeast Carpet Fest, uh, has uh, you know, but we wouldn't still be doing, doing it. it. It, it, we would not yeah. still be doing it if it was not worth And I'm telling you, you know, you've heard multiple people talk about it, but uh, I don't know if it's just because it's here. Uh, but even when we did yeah. it at Howard's or when we did it at yours, to me it was still,
0: you know, it was still my if, favorite. Yeah, if you're on the fence about coming to Carpet Fest, please don't be. You know, I understand this stuff can be kind of daunting. and I also know that we're very comfortable being behind keyboards, but – this is how, if you want to be involved in the Reptile community, one, two, the the Morelia community, um, this is the best way to do it. Because now you're going to put names to faces, you're going to make connections, and to be honest, I, this is how you forge relationships and move forward. Like these, these are the people you meet who you have a conversation with when you need an animal down the road. You contact them, or you start a relationship with them, or you even find out that there's – more Morelia people living in your area than you ever thought. Like, this is the thing to do. So uh, if you yeah. can make it out, we'd love to see you. We'd love to have you come out. So please do. Yeah.
1: Um. Yep. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, so finishing out uh, um, us info at Morelia Python Radio. Like I said, you can listen to it on whatever podcast uh, app you choose. We're also on um, uh, Stitcher. We're on... Um, just type in Morelia Python Radio, and you'll you'll find us. Um, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and uh, as far as myself, ebmorelia.com, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, all that stuff. If you want to get in contact with me, uh, you can send me an email at eric at ebmorelia.com. That's it. Cool.
0: All right. Uh, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can also look up uh, rogue-reptiles on Facebook.com. I just resupplied in T-shirts, so if you were holding back because I ran out of larges, I have a ton of larges now. So uh, twenty bucks each, and that's shipped. Just let me know where to send it. Um, also, for shows, I don't have any coming up now, but I will be attending. Uh, they're they're doing a reptile show like a block from my office, dude. <laughs> so um, oh, really? I'm probably going to be attending. Yeah, I'm probably going to be attending that one. <laughs> like you know, all right. Uh, that's in May. Uh, and then, uh, there'll be another, I think, uh, uh, there'll be a June show in Hamburg that I will not be at cause I got other stuff to do that day. And I promise okay. I wouldn't go this, this year. <laughs> <So it's> the, <laughs> that also, um, you can go on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at rogue underscore reptiles on Instagram. And, uh, that's it. So that's all we got for everybody tonight. We'll say thank you again for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.